Let's go, let's go. Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. Well, video games. Perhaps I should just say games. Adol, who I'm joined by, spoke about a board game a couple of episodes ago. And you've probably just heard our podcast that uh, we did with Good Chemistry and Chance Encounters, which is a board game bar in Bristol. We'll probably still keep video on there because that's generally what we talk about. I don't know. I kind I kind of like the. I'm the aforementioned adult, by the way. Um, I kind of <laughs> like the fact that we dropped the craft from craft beer. So why not drop the video from video games? <laughs> beer games and whatever fucking happens happens. Exactly. And uh, we're also joined by Lucy, who I assume is just going to regale us with tales about board games. Absolutely. Ludo. <laughs> Ludo's a good board game. Ludo? Yeah. What's Ludo? You don't know what Ludo... You know what, stop the pod. We have a ten minute conversation about is that what like, Ludo is. Is oh. that like Cluedo without the C? No. Like, like it's you, some sort of landbound Cluedo, wonder, which I think Cluedo is already I mean, landbound. I wonder which country this originated in, because it doesn't sound uh, like a typical English word. Ludo game. Can't believe we're starting off like this. Hey, well, there you are. We're going to have to drop video now, aren't we? Oh, it's, it's what just, is it? It's Snakes just and Ladders? Of, um, online mobile games that are named after Ludo. By Game on a Tricks. Uh, you guys, you guys keep searching. I'm going to tell you what yeah. beer I'm going to drink because obviously we're drinking beer. Um, what? So the, the lads from um, Chance Encounters um, or Sam from Good Chemistry left at my house. Uh, a giant beer. Um, this is from Rogue. It's the Honey Kolsch, oh, German-style ale brewed with Rogue Farms Hopyard Honey. And it says, Dedicated to bees. Situated just across from 40 acres of Rogue Hops, 119 colonies of bees were carefully kept and fed, and the honey was uncapped, extracted, filtered, and finally infused into a refreshing Honey Kolsch ale. Mmm... Again, open. Um, so, uh, let's all do beers first before we get back into Ludo. Lucy, what are you drinking? I am drinking a beer from Black Iris Brewery, um, and it's called Endless Summer. It's a beer with Mosaic and Simcoe Hopped Session IPA. And I've never mm. actually had a beer from this brewer. Which is interesting. It's four point five percent. No, have you had beers from them before? I've uh, not. What was it called again? Black Iris Brewery. They're in um, no. Nottingham. No, no, uh, not at all. Not I heard picked of them it before. up because I thought it, because it was next to a Lost and Founded beer, and um, I just automatically Lost and assumed... Grounded or Lost and Founded. L- lost and Grounded. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I just thought it was one of their beers, but. Apparently it's not, so that's interesting. Looking forward to this, because I've never had a beer from them before. So. Nice, nice. It's a 
440 can. Very nice art. Uh, black and white with a little sunflower in the middle. Very nice. Nice. And I'm drinking the Northern Monk uh, Neapolitan Pale Ice Cream Pale Ale. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, 6.2%, 30 IBUs, 14 EBC, um, and it is one pant. Oh, I've had that. Mm. Did that come in your Beer 52 box? I think maybe. Uh, it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. I had it before ah, the one that came in It's also apparently there. shaken up. Well, that's mm. what uh, milkshakes do, because that's basically what it is. <laughs> I Are remember. You I remember it enjoying the it. boys to the yard. I I enjoyed it somewhat. Yeah, but I'd never drink it again. I enjoyed it for the just experience. Pure, yeah, experimental nature of it, and just the fact that it. I mean, you'll you'll decide for yourself, but the fact that it just completely imbues a sense of a Neapolitan ice cream in terms of the flavour, but. As a beer, yeah, I don't, not for me. I, I don't normally read the ingredients, but because it's clearly a Neapolitan ice cream mm. ale, um, I'll just say it's malt, hops, wheat, yeast, lactose, vanilla pods, strawberries, 35% milk chocolate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is made, milk chocolate, which has cocoa butter, corn flour, whole milk powder, emulsifier, and soya lectin. So quite, quite, a lot quite your that, modern yeah. milk chocolate. Uh, um, before we say how our beers are and they taste, what is Ludo? Uh, Ludo is a game. It originated in India. So, a deal. I'm pretty shocked that you don't know of this game. Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> it was called uh, Pachisi, and that was um, that originated in the sixth century. This is all from Wikipedia, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, Parcheesi. I've heard of Parcheesi. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but it was adapted in England um, to use a cubic dice with a dice cup and patented as Ludo in 1896. So it's it's been over here for quite some time. Okay. It's a good game. It's a strategy, strategy game. Pretty. Okay. It's, it's simple, but you know. Wait, it's just concept, the but... name. It's just the game. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. What in North game America, is. the game is sold under the brand name Parcheesi. Variations of the game are sold under the brand name Sorry, Aggravation, and Trouble. I know Sorry and Trouble. Oh okay, yeah, I, I see know what you're game. reading. Yeah, yeah, okay. Different. Um, uh, yeah, I still don't know it. The world. Well, it, it's ben, fine. It's a it's a board ashamed. game where you have a bunch of guys, and you're trying to get them into a safe place. But if someone lands on the same space as your guy, he gets bumped and goes to the back to the beginning of the board for you. Yeah. So he has to do another lap. Right. Okay. If you have a quadrant and you're you, you start in your quadrant right before your end zone and you travel around, mm. uh, and you can't you you can bounce in and out of your end zone depending of your um your rolls. Yeah. So you choose and basically until all your guys are safe in your zone, they're not safe. If they get landed on, they die. Can't enter someone else's end zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, I know. It, I know it well. Good explanation that I could never have given. So thank you for that. <laughs> good. Good. Um. The uh, the beers that we're drinking then, um, this rogue honey colch, it's nice, it's okay. 
it, it, it tastes like a slightly sweet lager. Mm, Are you getting much of the honey? Or? Not a huge... Well, yeah, it's kind of... Um, it's not very much in the taste. It's kind of in the aftertaste, almost. That's sort of like what sticks around, almost the sweetness from the honey more than anything else. Hmm. Which is fine, but... Hmm. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Lucy, how's yours? Mm, mine is pleasant as well. Um, it's typical IPA, quite light straw in colour. It's very hazy, you can't see through it at all. Um, small bubbles, a very small head, uh, perfectly white. Um, it's hoppy, it's, it's crisp, it's refreshing. Um, I'm trying to get a sense of the mosaic um it's mosaic and simcoe in it um getting mm. more of the simcoe um very tropical in its uh, aroma and and the flavor um not getting too much of the mosaic but um i'll give it some thought see if it turns up later in the taste but it's it's a very nice beer very nice ipa um so yeah they've done good nice nice Adol, how's the is it, it the neapolitan yeah, the Neo- Neapolitan. Oh, because it's the Neo- Neapolitan Pale Ice Cream Pale Ale, mm. and it's like maybe just call it the Neapolitan yeah. Ice Cream Pale Ale because that makes it flow. Mm. It's one of the more bizarre smelling beers I've ever smelt. Mm-hmm. It's oddly like the sweetness is oddly fruity, but because there's so much beer going on, it doesn't smell like strawberry fruity. It reminds me almost like a cider. Um, yeah. smell I actually reviewed this beer on uh, beerresistible.com shameless plug um, but yeah I thought the, the aromas I mean you could you could slightly pick up on each of them but um, it's very very subtle like the you could pick yeah. up sometimes on the strawberry and then it would dip and it would come back as chocolate and then you know the vanilla it would it's like they weren't all together and you could literally, you know, distinguish each and every flavour, but they were very subtle and I think someone yeah. with my palate and my nose may not be able to distinguish, but maybe someone with a better one be like, Ooh. It, um, it tastes not really like beer. <laughs> Again, that sweetness, um, it, it's quite sweet all throughout. The sweetness sort of changes... You like like you're saying, Lucy, with with it. I, I if I look, I can taste the milk chocolate and the strawberries. Mm. To my palate, the vanilla is the least strong of them all. Mm, mm. I had that with the uh, chocolate. I think I think the chocolate oh, okay. was the least yeah. strong for me. But it's just everybody's different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think the milk chocolate comes a little more out in the finish, but disappears quite quickly. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, I guess a Neapolitan is. You know, a chunk of chocolate, a chunk of vanilla, a chunk of strawberry. Um, so I I can see like having them less blended makes sense, but it kind of just tastes muddied rather than yeah. like, you're not getting yeah. hits of. I would kind of expect Neapolitan to get hits of each yeah. or some sort of force to the taste, and it kind of just tastes 
really jumbled and and if i'm trying to taste things i can pick things out but overall it's just this very odd combination of tastes that doesn't really scream anything in particular yeah mm. i thought the exact same thing um i see what you mean definitely worth trying but i doubt i mean oh I, I will finish it mm. but i doubt i'll seek it out yeah sure sure that's fair um so this episode we thought we'd just get together have a beer shoot the shit and uh, essentially intro um, another podcast episode we recorded that kind of went wrong. Yes, in uh, the fact that me and Adil talked for about two hours straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, my my child decided to stop me podcasting after, what, about ten minutes? Something yeah. like that. And then my audio just disappeared because my well, computer, computer decided to restart. Decide... Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey Ben, go fuck yourself. You're busy with your kid. I'm gonna just restart and delete all of the recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So we will lead into that uh, <laughs> a Lucy and Adol classic rant <laughs> for several hours. It's good. We're having longer um, episodes. The Chance Encounters Good Chemistry episode was split into two because we went on for about four hours. Um, you could probably tell at the end of, of part two, that we'd had... Several beers. Several beers, each. Um, oh, God, it was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had food poisoning, so I missed on that epic night. Um, but Ben has figured out, by having this sort of mini-intro episode, um, it leading into the other one, that despite the, the fact that he couldn't make the whole episode and, and his audio was gone, he's still not going to be... Affi- he's officially going to be part of this episode to keep his episode count high. <laughs> it's basically the purpose of this. Essentially. However, uh, because obviously the next hour and a half, two hours, is going to be you two discussing lots of stuff, I wanted to uh, put a game into the hat to talk about. Um, I've actually got around to playing Spec Ops The Line. Oh, excellent. That's a great game. Oh, what a good game. How far into it are you? How far in? Um, So, we can talk spoilers. This game's fucking, what, four years old? Something like that? 2014? 13, 13, maybe? Um, I'm maybe four hours in. So, I've... 2012. Sorry? 2012. 2012, bloody hell, okay. Um, I've done the part where you use the white phosphorus on everybody. Brutal. Um, you know, you, we've linked up with the, the CIA agents. Um, and I kind of think that it, it's it's okay as a third-person shooter. It's, you know, mechanics are quite solid. It doesn't really do anything special. But the story yeah. is... is kind of what's really keeping me going um it kind of pulled me away first of all because it's it's nolan north voicing the main character and mm. he uses a few of the same phrases that they use in uncharted yeah and it's sandy and <laughs> yeah. probably just pulled like lines from uncharted and just, it just does uncharted 3 and stuck them in well, it does. I don't know which one came first. Or and that kind of it, that pulls me out a little bit, but yeah. not, you know, not hugely. Uh, but it's just it's just so well written, and the characters are believable from the situation that they're in to how they interact with each other. 
I just think it's really good. Mm. It's, it's oh. a game that, I, you know, I think I rented it. In fact, no, actually, I know I rented it. And it's like, I think the campaign's only eight hours max. I don't know. I don't think it's that long. But mm. I was just breezing through it. And I thought, as you say, the combat and the uh, shooting, it wasn't anything to shout about. And unfortunately, I didn't absorb as much of the story as everyone else does. Because I'm sure you've heard that, you know. Everyone loves loves it for its story more than anything else. Oh, yeah. Mm. But um, that's a game that I'd like to revisit, but probably won't just due to you know lack of time. Other games existing. Yeah, exactly. But I wish yeah, I had the same one of love those. for it if I had absorbed the story as much as I should have. Mm. But, mm. Yeah, I still thought you know still seven out of ten game in terms of gameplay, so it's not yeah. bad by any stretch in that, yeah. that yeah. respect. So. I think, especially in 2012, I think the gameplay was quite tight for its time. Mm. Um, I remember being not, like, blown away. It didn't do anything, like, magic by any stretch. Mm. Um, but it, didn't, it also didn't do anything poorly, such that I think yeah. you can easily play it now. Oh, yeah, um, but you're right. Like, there was, there, it was a, it's a, you know, slightly cover-based, slightly, depends on how you play, um, third-person um, shooter. Works great. Yeah. Um, but that story... Um, yeah, it's what drives it. Uh, you're you're at a great point in the game, Ben. Um, where it's 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 should you know it's dawning on you that this game is actually going to deal with what the co- the consequences. This is what I mean. Mm. This is what the story is about. Is it the consequences of doing these things? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and and, and following orders and and blindly or not, and that's. It's fantastic. It's it's a it's a game where you get to do these bad things, but also have to think about them. Where I say bad because you've mm. realized that oh, but but think about them in not a like. It doesn't go so far as to say oh wow, all this shit's bad. You're a mm. bad person for glorifying it. It's not like that. It's just a oh yeah. Sometimes there isn't a good answer. Like it's yeah. it's just really well done to to ground you in war without sort of condemning you for playing a game that still glorifies war yeah you know what? I might watch it was a like, let's why don't we not glorify it mm. sorry I might watch a let's play of it that might be a bit yeah. of my time mm. yeah i mean if you want to re- relive the plot you definitely yeah, don't need to replay the game. the game yeah yeah you might find just a nice condensed um uh, uh video of just the sort of like the story beats and elements of it. Uh, I thought you were going to say, yeah, yeah, and here's the backdoor pilot to um, Ben's Let's Play starting with (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, the series starts with the game four hours in. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, That was one of my issues with it, that the game looks pretty good, but actually, when you get into the cutscenes and stuff, it stutters a little bit. Uh, yeah. When they've when they've made like not, I say it's not in engine. It's all in engine um, scenes and stuff. But when they when they have sort of like properly cut scenes that uh, uh, they've they've removed from just the the sort of where you're walking through and having um, the exposition and the narration and things like that. It, I don't know whether it's just my PC, but it definitely stutters and it doesn't look as good on those scenes. Mm. And actually, I think that's the only criticism I can I can find for it at the moment, which essentially says to me that it's a great game. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely one that it's uh, appreciated more as you look back on it. Um, I mean, it got plaudits in its time, but I think you know, it, it kind of got those later, if game. I re- yeah, recall. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like it didn't do great numbers, and then it no. was like people were like, "Oh, wait, I'm not just rushing through this game to do a review. I'm mm-hmm. going to pay attention to it." Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. kind of novel, even back in 2012, to have a, you know, story-driven, especially a AAA shooter as well. Um, I, d- I don't think like even Gone Home was out back then wasn't it? It wasn't Gone Home 2012 as well? And it's like you know I don't think we'd fully come to appreciate how important narrative is in you know Mm. gameplay. I mean there's stuff like Bioshock and you know other stuff like that and Alan Wake that came prior to that but it's like not until like maybe that year that we fully appreciated like oh you don't have to have excellent gameplay and an excellent story you know games can live on and die on really just ha- having a good narrative, which is, which is fine, and that's what I think Spec Ops Line did the best. Yeah, for mm. sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's often on sale on Steam. Um, mm. I think I got it as part of a bundle um, through uh, through Humble. Mm. But those exist, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that means but, Adil's got it then. <laughs> you, well, yes, oh, yeah. he's, definitely, he's definitely got it. Um, so uh, it, it's one of those that it's going to be really easy to to pick up, really easy to get really cheaply. And if you've got some time, and it's a chaotic time at the moment with all of these new, very well-reviewed games coming out. Um, what is it? AC Origins is getting good reviews. Mario Odyssey is getting good reviews. Um, what? Mar- the new Nintendo flagship is getting good reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Wolfenstein 2 is getting good yes. reviews. So uh, we're leading up into sort of uh, uh, you know the first person shooter season as well very soon. So time isn't really there for a lot of people. But if you do have some time, then definitely, definitely play this. Or if money's tight and you're looking for a good, solid experience. Yeah. I'm glad to yeah. hear it aged well, because I haven't really touched it in years. And, I mean, mm. I have really strong memories of the plot, but sometimes really good plot games, the game, like the things that you remember for the plot, you'd, the gameplay might not live so well. Mm. Mm. I remember it having really nice sand. Yeah. Mm. And that's it. <laughs> no, I think it was a really pretty game. Yeah. It was, I just can't was a... remember which sand did it better, Uncharted 3 or Spec Ops The Line. Or Journey, mm. I don't know. Can, can never remember. <laughs> There's a really good uh, point where you're walking along like a highway. Uh, or walking along, you're fighting your way down a highway. Yeah. And suddenly a big sandstorm hits. Yeah. And the, the slow build of that sandstorm mm. um, turning in from sort of gritted, dusty wind into sort of full-on blindness where actually you can only see 10 yards in front of you and enemies are suddenly sort of silhouettes and it did it, it did it in so well that I was moving along this this road trying to dart between cars and things not being able to see very much and suddenly I'm being shot from behind because I completely missed an enemy and just not yeah. been able to see them yeah and kind of that change in the environment um is done really well. It's not. It, it is a corridor shooter, but it doesn't feel like a corridor shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
The yeah. corridor is wide enough, I think, is, mm. is a big part of it. So you do have lateral movements mm. in most spots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really, definitely. really ingenious mechanic. You know, that's baked into the setting. Set in the Middle yeah. East, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dubai. Dubai, yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, Good. Just to, what, um, for those PC gamers out there, um, you're having a good time playing it and you're running, what, a 700 series? Uh, is it 760? Yeah. Yeah. Just just so that people know you, like, it's tw- it's from 2012. You don't need a lot fancy. This this is a very good gaming experience on the, any sort of modern PC. Mm. I wonder mm. if it's on it's Xbox that. backwards compatibility. I'm not sure if it Ooh. is. Don't know. That's where I played it. And, well, I didn't remember any frame rate hitching or anything like that. But, um, yeah, that... I'm not sure if it is, but definitely want to check out. Are you checking that now, Adil? I'm it's trying to, yeah. yeah. He he does look deep in, <laughs> in search mode. Yeah. I'm also trying to deal with the the, the last bits of this experimental beer. <laughs> it's mostly like we've been deep in conversation and I've not really paid attention to... Like, oh yeah, oh, the beer's in front of me. Oh yeah, this does not taste like beer. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, this does not say. Why does the product page not say compatible or incompatible? I don't know, but um, what? I mean, you could at least vote for it if it isn't. On yeah, I got to imagine that one's fairly high, you know, to uh, be in demand to come to Xbox One. Probably mm. in the middle. I'm still waiting on the uh, Hitman Blood Money collection Ooh. or whatever it is to come. That's yeah. Still might Blood well money just... contracts, Silent Assassin. <laughs> yeah, I might just bust out the PS2. Just there. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's probably talking about older games. That's probably the best use of anyone's time at the moment. Just go back and play the Hitman yeah. series. Even though I bought them on PC because <laughs> yeah. to throw I owe some some money. So yeah. nice, sale. nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's let's wrap up Spec Ops the Line chat. Um, and we will we will lead into a previously recorded conversation. Uh, but first, Lucy, how's your beer? It's it's pretty much the same thoughts as I had before. Not really getting much of the mosaic, but even though mosaic, I love mosaic. It's not too much of a detractor. It's still a very nice, hoppy, refreshing beer. Um, it's four point five percent. Yeah, four point five percent. It's it's very session strength. It's um. You could not back a few of these and not notice, and you'd still enjoy yourself. So, so yeah, it's it's a really good beer. I'm going to check out um, this brewer a bit more. Uh, yeah. Black Iris Brewery from Nottingham. Don't really hear about many brewers in Nottingham, so. No, not at all. Yeah, so, they're pioneering the way, which is good. Nice. Uh, this this Kolsch. It's fine. It's easy drinking. Uh, it's quite light. It's a little refreshing. It's definitely a beer to have on a on a hot summer's day rather than now deep in an autumn evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think perhaps I should have um, perhaps I should have had the other beer that was left, which was the uh, Wiper and True Milk Stout. Oh, um, that's an excellent beer. I think we've had it, is it an on excellent the pod beer. before. But I, yeah, exactly. I think we've had it. We've had it on here before. So uh, uh, I might have that if I'm feeling up for it in a little bit if I can get through this and not, I'm not feeling too delicate from um, uh, from the last session 
We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so we're, we'll lead into our, our previously recorded. Do, do I not know, say my last thoughts on you this do. fucking beer? You, do. You, do. You, you sort of did. I, I did not give my last thoughts. I gave okay. my yeah. Fine. It's it's exactly what I said before. I just I, I wanted to acknowledge that you just glossed over me. Um, sorry. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um. I, I don't know why I'm still getting a weird apple taste off of it. I think mm. it's a combination of the fruit and the vanilla. Maybe? Yeah, possibly. Oh no, maybe. it just it's it's got this weird apple taste for me, and I don't know why. And that's what I'll I'll, I'll leave it at is most of the same. Um, mm. It's it's very interesting, though. I think Neapolitan wise, I, I was expecting more from those flavors, especially given like that they literally put strawberries and chocolate and vanilla pods in. I was expecting those to have more of a presence but they all they seem to be doing is muddying the waters yeah just yeah. pour some uh, just pour a stout on a on some vanilla ice cream and you're good just do that instead <laughs> <laughs> fair enough oh i hadn't even thought about that you've never done using, that using oh. no using beer as a uh it's, it's, a beer flavoring sort of cream i did almost. it with like mm. a siren beer and it was i think it was was it like their bourbon milkshake that was like 11 percent or Oof. something like that just like yeah, yeah. A bit of- I will also <laughs> say this: I can't believe it's six point two percent. It really it? doesn't taste oh, like okay. it. Yeah. yeah, cool, nice. nice. Uh, so we're going to lead into, um, I believe, Cuphead conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we 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 might cut in um, uh, the beers that we were tasting um, beforehand as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we'll lead in with your next beers. Well, we'll just keep talking so that it'll be harder for me to edit. So I, I might not give a shit, and we'll just have lots of record scratch noises for when you're not around. We promise a more coherent prod um, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> not, not stitched uh, together no, we like we definitely do not promise that. Abomination. Um, oh, thank you for reminding me. That is definitely going to be the title of this pod, Franken Pod. Whatever. Uh, It's good to know after almost a hundred episodes, still just as disorganized as (laughs) ever. And that's why you love us. From me, at least, for now. Goodbye. I don't even know how we ended the last one. (laughs) We'll be good. Cuphead. (laughs) Yeah, I had a good day of teaching. Um, That's good. Kids need to learn shit. And I'm, yeah. I'm learning them okay. And happy birthday to you as well. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm fucking <laughs> old. So, so uh, I don't know why I installed the Time Hop app, but I did. And it like gives you all your tweets and shit from um, and Facebook posts from all the years previously on that date. And um, so I get this one that says, is 25 years old. And then the Time Hop frames like nine years ago. And it's like... <gasps> Oof. <laughs> well, just oh. just think. Not everyone gets to your age. So that's something to think about. Something to be happy for. Oh man! Even that's... though you are facing the eternal void of death. Well, we all are. Yeah. Well, we all are. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's that is a way of thinking it. Also, hmm. I have officially, as I'm 34 now, outlived Jesus. Ah, was he 33? He was 33. Oh, well, that's something to be, uh, you know, that is very true. Yeah. 
I, th- I think there's probably mid forties at the time. Thank you. Well, I think I think it was still. I I still think one might easily say he was taken too young. <laughs> no, I've outlived uh, Amy Winehouse and who else? River Phoenix. No, Kurt yeah. Cobain. Well, yeah, there's the Twenty Six Club, right? All those. I, I think it's Twenty Seven. I don't know. Well, there. Were, I thought the. I thought like the the ones in the seventies were Twenty Six. Like man. Janis Joplin and all them. Mm. Possibly. Doesn't really matter. Probably. No, I've outlived them. Yeah, it's fine. No no cocaine habit just of yet. I am drinking a Bale Ale from... Is it really from? That's the... Dry um... Bitter. Dry Bitter Brewing Company. And it's an it's called Indie Man Bale Ale, which is, uh, as it says here, an homage to one of our favourite festivals. I think... I think Indie, Indie Man Brewcon or whatever. Is that in Manchester, I think? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, and it says, this is this session IPA features all of the hops from our series of Bale Ales, Mosaic, Simcoe and Citra, with just a little bit more of everything. So now you can truly enjoy your hops in quantity. Oh yeah, I should open up here. Oh, I hear a Perry. Oh, the baby? Oh, I think... I, I've just gotten confused because I've had a Dorian yelling a bunch, so my my ears were used to the the high pitched squeals of a different sort of animal. Uh, I've got um, the Cloudwater DDH Pale Southern Passion Citra. Oh, oh man, I just cracked it. It's got such a lovely tropical fruit right off the bat. Obviously, the passion fruit coming out in the, in the citra hops. It is. Um, this double dry hopped mid-strength pale includes a large proportion of Pilsner malt. It was fermented with A38 and WLP095. And double, double dry hopped with Southern Passion and Citra. That explains why as soon as I cracked it, I got a huge aroma. So the aroma mm. hops are Southern Passion, Citra, and Chinook. Bittering hops, Pilgrim Alpha, CO2 extract. Um, same yeast as before. And it's got um, Golden Promise, Pilsner malt, Wheat malt, Oat malt, Caramalt. Um, but yeah, it smells... That's a lot of malt. Yeah, it's like it's a malty di- drink. It smells so wonderfully fruity. Mm. Um, Good stuff. Oh, shit. Mm. Tastes very nice. Um, just like Adil's getting a lot of fruit on the uh, aroma from those citra hops. Getting a little bit of pineapple, a bit of, a bit of orange. Um, it's very light, it's very drinkable. Um, it's quite carbonated, so it's got that nice, zesty, fresh, refreshing like spritziness to it, and uh, mm. it, it's quite bitter, which I actually like. Um, I think a lot of IPAs nowadays are trying to go to mask like, it. Yeah, it's, it's, they're trying to go more fruity, and mm. the bitterness is sort of um, taking a taking a back seat, and it's like that's not really what IPAs well IPAs in the last year or so are really about more about the uh the, the hops providing sort of flavour and the fruitiness and tropicalness but yeah this is this is really bitter on the on the end which I like. It's good. It's a nice session yeah, I, IPA what you'd expect. I had the wild beer pogo yesterday in the pub and mm. it's they've actually put some um some fruit juices in it 
Mm. And it's completely um, overcomes the hoppiness. So yeah. as as the um, uh, bartender and I agreed, um, it it just it tastes too much like squash. She was like, "Yeah, oh, like my beer is tasting a little bit like beer and have a bit a bit of, <laughs> bit of bitterness in it." Yeah. And uh, and I instead and I was like, "Yeah, that kind of seems to be what they're they're doing." Unfortunately. Yeah, mm. I agree with you, Lucy. Yeah, it'll all come full circle, you know. We'll go from, oh, we want all the juice bombs, and then it'll go back to like the traditional IPA. Yeah, yeah, with a good balance of fruit at the front, and you know, and, and uh, still bitterness a... at the end. Yeah, yeah, nice bitter end. Mm. Um, mine's very um, quite light, mm, more yellow than gold. But, you know, yeah. on the straw. That's what I'm looking for. It's a hazy straw color. Quite hazy, though. Can't really see mm, through it. So opaque. Um, yeah. It's, um, the head has lasted quite a bit. It's quite carbonated, um, which is great um, because it's it's really making those um, those tropical flavors pop. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a wet beer. It kind of reminds me of that because it's wet and citrusy, you get that juice like taste um finish has a nice light maybe lighter than i would have wanted but a nice light bittering taste finish mm, yeah it looks like every cloud water beer i've had over like the last two years <laughs> it's yeah. that same I, I, very hazy you know light orange dark yellow yeah. kind of color um i i will say it it is almost veering too much to the that sweet fruitiness that we were mentioning just mm. just a few mere seconds ago, um, but it does the finish. It takes a while for everything to fade away, but the last note of the finish is is a, is a satisfying, slight bitter edge. That's good. Um, but yeah, so so far. Um. Yes, I have definitely played something better. That was on my list. And we can speak about that. But I'll just quickly mention <laughs> what I was going to speak about, but I ran out of time. Was uh, It's only two games that I'll mention, don't worry. There were several more. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't come on a podcast and I end up actually playing games, even though they're for children. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, one game is called Figment, and it came out recently, so it isn't. I'm not going into the old catalogue of a indie game that came out five years ago, so don't worry, everyone. But um, yeah, it's called ah, there's Figment. There's a great place for that. True, but um, it, it's it's a it's a puzzle adventure game. Um, came out on Steam. I think it's coming to PC. No, not PC. It's already on PC. Sorry, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. Um, oh. I was going to wait for the Switch version, but. After playing it at EGX, I was like, this is really cool. It's like a... The best way to sort of describe it is like... uh, Dali meets Dr. Zeus. It's got like this real surreal kind of art style. And it's all set inside like somebody's brain. Um, It mentions stuff like... It it really leans into that. It's like... um, like half of the game you're going into like the creative side of the brain left or right i can't even remember a deal you might know and um the second <laughs> the sec- i think i think the the right side's the creative one i don't know and and then the, you go to the other side of the brain which is more of a logical uh 
point um and it's like the logical sort of world it it's sort of like got clocks and you sort of you know it's it's hard to it's hard to describe other than like dali-esque and um and then so like melty clocks yeah they're not really melty but they're there the big clocks with like roman numerals and stuff like that and um but essentially it's just it, it, it's it's a puzzle game. It's like you. you nah, I was going to say you haven't actually told us what kind of game it is. Yeah, a puzzle adventure, but that's that's quite broad. Um, it's basically you're picking up objects, finding objects in the environment, um, doing environmental to put environmental puzzles like, oh, I can't get through here. I'm going to have to go get this and this and that and everything. And um, there's there's little bits of combat, but yeah, it's just it's just whimsical. It's um. So, so, what, you, so you're, hmm. what kind of, like, are you a, I'm assuming you said adventure, is it like a third yeah, person? Yeah, third person adventure, you play as some creature, I don't even know what it is. Um, <laughs> I can't even describe, it's like, it's like a, te- it's like a man-bear pig. Huh? <laughs> it's like a man-bear pig. Awesome. But, um, I don't yeah. even understand and I'm happy. <laughs> South Park reference, but, um, yeah, it's like a whimsical game, it's, um, it, it has its challenging moments so so it's like you could see a parent playing this with like their kid or something like that it's it's that sort of accessibility but, but also with and, its and challenge presumably lack of violence and scary shit yeah i mean it it, it starts talking about like the subconscious and stuff like that but it isn't too deep in area i think it's layered in a way that oh if you're older you'll understand this but kids are just like oh these 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 creatures that were going you know random fighting um there's small little combat things it's it's very rudimentary you're just basically whacking them with a sword but right you know kids might enjoy that part and you know someone a bit older is like oh, this game's trying to say something it doesn't really it doesn't you know it's very the story behind it is you know there's something going on in the background it's like you're in somebody's mind and you're in there for a reason but it's not really anything it's more to... about the exploring than the narrative. yeah yeah and the art style's great i mean it's very dr zeus in like you got these characters who who actually sing and have songs and stuff like that oh, wow. it's very it's very surreal and artistic in that way but yeah that, that's figment um cool. won't spend too much more time on that now did and, you um did you finish hmm, it yeah i finished it it's about it took me about six hours so it's a nice chunky game yeah, that's a good. Yeah, good amount of time. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, but yeah, and the puzzles are varied enough where it's it's not it's not you know you're not bored of it by the six hours. So yeah, it's it's a fun right. game. Yeah, I, I'd so it's... suggest it's coming to Switch. So I guess that's where mo- most people actually uh, have a look yeah, at. Yeah, it, it seems because, like a mm. a good fit. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I played I played it on PC. I mean. I had to adjust the resolution quite low because really isn't the str- yeah, which is a shame because it's such a colourful and mm. artist you know very very surreal kind of art game and it's, it, but it's, yeah it's really good definitely check that out and I digress I will not go into my second game I'll talk instead about the game I've recently been playing. Haven't finished Which it. Which isn't your second game. No, my second game is called um, Another Lost Phone. If anyone played a normal Lost Phone earlier this year, it's the same game. Pick it up. It's on iOS, uh, PC, 
Uh, I think it's Android? on Android. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, um, really good sort of. You 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 basically find a phone that's been lost, and you're just solving little logic puzzles to try and get deeper into the phone and find out what happened to this person. Uh, it's oh, a really okay. good game, and it deals with uh, like social issues that most games wouldn't go into. So, and it nails the interface. Definitely play it on a. On a phone, on a phone? just yeah, it just nails the interface of like a phone. It's like at one point I thought it was my actual phone, and I was like, yeah. I want to go into messages. And it's like, oh, these aren't my messages. <laughs> this is uh, actually cool. still in the game. Yeah, but yeah, play those games. They're really good. Um, but anyway, Ben, do you like hard games? Do you like difficult games? Do you like challenging games? Well, it sounds. I like no. difficult hard games. Deal, you do. Do you yeah. have a? Haven't you heard me ramble about Duel List all of the times? I fell asleep during these times. So Wait, you no. said card or car? Not hard, hard. Hard. Whoa! I think yeah, it's hard. No. Oh. Why I, would I, also I like ever hard talk games? about card games? That's why I was super confused. Oh, yeah. I also like hard games in, in theory. Mm, do you like mugs? Oh, are you playing mm. that knockoff game, Mug Brain? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Mugman. <laughs> uh, Cuphead, yeah. Why haven't you two purchased it? Uh, what systems is it out on? It's on PC. Oh, it is. Yeah, and um, I know you two have PCs which could, you know, easily run it. Well, I don't know. After our experience um, playing a recent re- indie release um, and having it fail miserably on the graphical level, I'm not sure my PC has <laughs> up to snuff. But yes, it's on Xbox and PC, and right. it's fantastic. It's such a good game. So it's a, I mean, besides the art style, which is what mm. everyone's talked about, and what yeah. was sort of the big buzz was just it looks like 20, 1920s, 1930s, 1930s cartoons. Yeah, without the racism. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but besides the art style, I didn't actually hear a lot about it until sort of more recently where people said, oh, it's right, really okay. hard. But like, what, like, you, yeah. you, pl- you play a cup. You pl- you play as a cup, and he's a man, but he's got a cup for a head, and he's got this. Oh, so he has a body. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he has a body. So he's, he's, his head is just a cup. Yeah, so he's a normal man, <laughs> just with a cup on his head. And Mugman's the same. You know, they're, they're both cutlery-based people. Right. Well, crockery. Um. And the, the the short little story, they give you a little intro, it's basically they uh, were playing dice at a casino and one of them rolled um, unlucky and the devil basically takes their souls, or he wants to take their souls, and to, to for this to not happen they have to go collect souls from, um, it's basically dark shoes, souls, isn't right? it? But Zeus... Um, shoes. Oh, shoes. Yes. I don't think there's a shoe. Yeah. I'm making a bad joke because of people. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Objects. I got it. I just tried to skirt over it nicely. I I, I won't (laughs) let you do it. It has to be either directly or admonishingly. Well, that's still directly. Yes. So you your dark soul thing. (laughs) Yeah. You're. It's basically a. It's just boss rush after boss rush. You're. You're going into. You have this hub world, sort of like. I don't know, Super Mario 3 or something like that. And you're basically walking around um, and there's a shop, you can upgrade your powers, etc, etc. But 
the main crux of the game is you're fighting these bosses. Um, pro- probably each boss probably lasts about three minutes, so it's not long oh, when you think about it. But um, easy to put down and pick up again, presumably. Well, you, that's the thing. You just never put it down because even though these bosses take three minutes in total to complete, you're trying these things over and over and over again because you're going to die. And I think what a lot of people... I don't know if it's modern gaming now. I mean, I don't want to be one of those old, you know, old people who are like, oh, games are easy now. People people, people are afraid of a challenge and stuff like that, which, which is sort of the case, but it's like this game is unapo- unapologetically hard, but it's not unfair it expects you to practice and to get better right. and to keep so on trying over and over again yeah. hmm? so it's like a, the art style is a throwback to the 30s and the gameplay is a throwback to the 80s yeah it is it's and like um, toads kind of like oh there's no that, that game was just unfair <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was nothing challenging about that. that game was just unfair um but it isn't like one of those games that like contra i mean Mm. I I liken it to Contra, but Contra is just unfair because it's like you scroll and you get like a f- few more pixels to the right, and it's like these bad guys just come out of nowhere, and it's like yeah. it's purposely designed that way just to eat your quarters at the arcade. And whereas Cuphead is like each boss, um, they all have different phases. So, uh, example because I don't want to spoil it for people who um, haven't got to close, even though all these bosses have pretty much been in the promos. I think they've shown too much of this game. Um, really? It, even though it had like a media cycle of like four years, because it, yeah. you know, it took a while to come out, so you'd expect that, but it's like a lot of the bosses I've seen before, but you know, just from the promos, but um, there's still some, some element of surprise, because as I say, each boss has a certain amount of phases, so... Um, like in one of the first levels, there's a you fight a giant carrot, and um, after he takes so much da- <laughs> damage, he turns into an onion, and um, and then after an onion, he turns into something else. I don't know, I can't remember. But th- it's th- they a each potato, right? Something. It might be actually. I can't remember. I mean, these I are clearly stewing ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> but each of them has their tells, so. It's like, you know when they're about to do something different, and some sometimes it do, it does feel a bit unfair because unless you get to a certain point in that in that level, unless you've seen that phase before, you mm. have no idea that it's going to come at right. you. But that's the thing; it's like you have to embrace the fact that you've died and you've gotten further, and then you've learned, right, and then you yeah. have to know what to do. I'd like yeah, classic to learn, learn the boss. Um, yeah. By by bashing your face into its fists. Yeah, and I actually miss that. It's like the last game I probably played like that was was like the remake of Strider on Xbox. Oh, PS4. how was that? I, I heard I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it was like you know, Metroidvania, um, quick combat, bosses, and it's like, yeah, you have to le- you you learn what the bosses are and these are not like you have to go through a whole level again. Um prior to actually meeting the boss it's like because it's just a boss level you're right back in the action and you just retry yeah. again and again and again it's, hmm. it sounds like the opposite of the new Assassin's Creed mode <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah the, yeah, the, the edutainment mode. mode 
where Mate, there's that no violence. Fun, and... That sounds better than the actual game. But anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be honest, like if I can edutainment and still pet cats, I can just wander around Egypt yeah, petting cats. That's all. That's I the want. best game ever. Yeah. I would. St- I would definitely um. Game of the start year. my Twitch streaming account back up. <laughs> That's the underscore on the arc. Oh dear. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Cuphead is like one of those games that you just can't put down because it's the art is enthralling. You always want to see what bosses next, what what phase they go through next. The animation's right. fantastic. The gameplay is just it's spot on. Um, mechanical mechanically, it's sound. It's um. It's perfect mechanically. It's like except yeah, it's really reactive. The, uh, I assume. Yeah, except that the controls. Um, luckily, the first thing I did when I got because I played it a few days after it came out, and uh, so many people were saying the con- the default controls are terrible, mm. and I didn't even try it. Um, I straight away mapped different controls, and. To, to my suiting and to my liking and the great thing about the game is that it allows you to do that as well not many games allow you to just map your controls I mean right to be honest game. that was one of the reasons why I was really annoyed at consoles when I made the Switch mm, yeah but not the Switch Switch <laughs> actually there are a few though I mean especially mm. console ports where you get it's really weird though hitting a PC game that it yeah. was like you can't change anything you're like what Oh no, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, just from an accessibility point of view as well, you should be able to map controls in games. Right? Yeah, well, especially when you find out most most of these are governed by text files. So, like, you mm. like quick Google, like, can I change this? Like, yeah, just go to this INI file. It's like, okay, so these are just lazy programmers. Like, it's not a problem yeah. of access. They yeah. just don't want to bother changing their UI. Yeah, I mean, and it's... it's it, and the thing is that, which I was surprised about as well, is when I mapped the controls and went into the initial tutorial, the tutorial was telling me about the controls that I had mapped it to rather than the default ones. So, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's, I've seen that it's in a, a nice couple feature. games. Hmm. Um, and then I've seen the opposite in a couple games where, like, no, yeah, that's <laughs> not, um, man, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. The best is when you, you plug in a gamepad. And then it just keeps telling you the keyboard instructions, and you're like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And like, there's, unless I go back into the menus, there's no way to me for me to figure out what that is because mm. I'm using a totally different thing. Yeah, it's rough, but yeah, yeah this game actually doesn't. It, it's better for it because I th- the default controls I haven't used them, but after playing it and knowing where this button is, where that button is. I couldn't imagine playing with the default controls. I'd probably die so can 50 you give times me a, I mean, a quick example of, mm. of... Of the controls. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. to give an idea of like, so, how so, bizarre they so are. Like, so, like, now, you know, if you're used to shooters on console, the default button that you go for to shoot is Arctic. You know yeah. the the, the uh, right uh, trigger. Trigger, yeah. So I think the shooting was mapped to even. It was basically your your core oh, they... abilities that you will use simultaneously, like a dash. You want to dash while shooting. You want to jump yeah. while shooting. They were These all were the all face mapped buttons. to to face buttons. It's like yeah, they were doing you... the old school throwback to like yeah, but like it's the like Genesis, it's like not even the SNES because <laughs> the SNES has shoulder buttons. Yeah, but it's 2017. Um, it's like if you want people to get the most out of your game, 
And even yeah, well, when Cuphead is not necessarily an accessible game, if you want people to not be frustrated in the first 10 minutes, then, you know, surely you'd uh, do the yeah, best buttons. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems fair. Mm. But at um, least they allowed you to remap them, that's fine. Yeah, as I say. Mm. But the average person just won't, is the sad part. Yeah. At least on PC. I mean, but, like, if... if I'm super curious now what the... Um, the situation on the Xbox is if they let you remap on the Xbox, but what the, if the default is? Oh, they still... do. I, I, I'm being playing it on Xbox. Oh, I thought you were playing on yeah. PC for some reason. No, no, no. no. Okay. It is an Xbox Play Anywhere title, so you can't. Oh, so I could play it on PC, but oh, I've been playing uh, it on Xbox. Yeah, that, that the, and it runs I really, really well. like Play Anywhere. It, um, I, I'm actually more inclined to buy it because knowing that I can just flip it on the TV yeah, and, it's and good. grab the Xbox controller. Yeah. Play anyway is a great idea, you know. It's just fully, you know. It's like that's how I played Thimbleweed Park, but on Xbox, played it on PC. Brilliant. <laughs> they should do it for every title that comes out on there. Well, I think that's what their aim has been. I just didn't know. Yeah, of, their first it's... party ones, but yeah, I was saying, it's because like because party, it's yeah. not a, a Microsoft title. I did. I just assumed it wasn't, mm. but it, I'm glad that they figured that out. Yeah, it's like I bought Tacoma. Um, oh, did you? Um, yeah, I haven't played it yet. I started oh, okay. it, but then I was just not in the mood to... It's a very reedy game. You have to read a lot. Just Oh, I thought you read. meant it was like, you know, in the reeds? No. <laughs> shallow water with with high veg- vegetative growth? It sounds like you've been already be playing that Assassin's Creed... Uh, I can't say that fucking word. Assassin's Creed Discovery mode. That's what you've been... Sounds like you've yeah, been playing. Well, I think there's a the secret reeds. Moses um, being... being <laughs> Sent adrift in the reeds moment. Yeah. Mm. I actually don't know what um what era of Egypt that it's set in compared to like Moses and Ramses. Well, he, he freed every. Wasn't that around? Nah. Well, like I know it's old <laughs> Egypt, but old <laughs> Egypt was a long time. Yeah. I, I really know nothing about it except you can pet cats. No, we do, and, and that's why this discovery mode. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've heard about the discovery mode, and I heard about the cat. I saw footage of the cats, and I saw some footage which, when they made their big announcement, was like, "This could be okay," Mm. but like, it's such a like another franchise. I just hate the combat in those games. I used to like, you know, really like Assassin's Creed, but combat in those games. But anyway, it's not even the combat for me. It's the fact that it's it's just so rote. And like, mm. climb the tower, get all the icons, go yeah. to the icon places, finish the icons, leave, mm. or leave after you've done the type of icon that you need to leave. And yeah. it's like, and for, it's super frustrating that Ubisoft makes open world games, and a lot of people follow their habits because yeah. it takes all the fun out of the open worldness. Yeah, it just gives you a bunch of linear paths. Yeah, I, I, I just can't deal with the formula of open world games anymore oh my it's god like... i i kind of want to make a um a set of um get like an app for tourists mm. where the first thing you have to do is go to the top of the tallest public building and then it'll show you all the other fucking <laughs> attractions <laughs> yeah well you can could game like you could like you could tourism. stumble into the zoo if you just wandered, but if you go to the top of the tower, <laughs> I'll show you the zoo's right there. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a business in this little startup. Yeah. We'll get it going. A lot of effort. 
Yeah. Actually, it probably isn't that much effort with Google Maps. <laughs> Google Maps and Wikipedia, actually, you could probably get a lot of info on towns never having been. Um, I, I'm keeping up my trend of mm-hmm. uh, not really playing games. Yeah. Uh, no tabletop games or anything? No, I didn't go to a weird, random vegetarian meetup um, <laughs> like I did a couple weeks back or last week. Um, however, uh, when Ben was over, we uh, we did try playing um, Road Redemption. Uh, what? Is this Road like a, Redemption. Is this a Red Dead spinoff? No, it's a Road Rash spinoff. Oh, Remember okay. Road Rash? Yeah. Genesis uh, and um, PS1 yeah, era. never heard of Road Redemption. So it was in early access for a long time, and I bought it at some point because I heard good things. That actually, it was mostly yeah. it was like, oh man, I love Road Rash. That game was so mm. much fun. I remember sinking hours upon hours. Mm. And it officially went um, um, live out of early access on the 4th of October. Yeah. Okay. And it... it, it um, so Ben was over. I'm like, shit, they have split screen. We can drive motorcycles and punch each other, slash hit each other with pikes or poles or whatever things that this game has. Um, and I have a decent PC. It's got boatloads of RAM. It's got a 1080 mm. in it. Um, it's got a decent, a few years old processor, but it was a quite a good one when I bought it. Yeah. Um, and uh and like so the the game auto detected ultra settings yeah. for me and okay. we started playing the first level and it was just the laggiest jaggiest festival of game i've seen <laughs> in so long did you like, say it talking... was out of steam early access now yeah it... oh, okay so um like we're talking like not really being able to turn on the road because you'll disappear off the road right or like you're supposed to double tap accelerate to use your um, nitrous, which is okay. a weird move versus yeah, like accelerating and taking nitrous. Yeah. yeah, but that's what it said. So, but the problem is there was so much input lag and processing lag in the game mm-hmm. that like at certain points in multiple levels, it's like you have nitrous, but you're like hammering on the, uh, yeah. the nitrous button, nothing's happening. You're like, cool. Guess I'm not using that. Guess I'm not catching up. Um, <laughs> and we got really frustrated, and it took us like yeah. four minutes to do the first level. And then we went to the second level, and it was a short track. And I quickly dropped everything down to medium. Like, nope, mm. not, not like, yeah. I know I have a good box, but let's skip high. Let's go to medium. Let's just have no trouble. And it worked all right. We had a decent mm. little round, and we certainly learned the game. And then we went to yeah. the third level, and it was just as bad on medium <laughs> as the first one was an ultra. And we we're like, well. This game's a piece of shit. Oh, man. That's a uh, shame. And so I, I've just checked on Steam, and they have new depots as of today. Okay. But, um... Is it a multiplayer game? Yeah, so it's... Online, it's, online it's, multiplayer. Uh, it's, there's a single-player campaign, and that's how you, mm. like, unlock all the bikes and shit. And mm. presumably... And uh, so different bikes have different stats, but also different uh, riders can uh, have different... Mm. Like, some riders come with extra... Well, just automatically have extra nitrous or come with a different set of weapons so you can sort of mix and match and personalize uh it's got online multiplayer local co-op multiplayer with split screen but not in a 
I mean, it, it was... Mm. It, it, what you want in this type of game is a bike crash, and this was a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just wondering how, how how online is, if the servers or whatever whatever they're using is... Oh, God. ...is okay if, if the single player or, it, well, local multiplayer mode is, is, is that much is of a trash. car crash. Yeah. Has it got reviews yet? Um, mixed, yeah, they? so it's got um Oh shit. I mm. bought this game on the second of September twenty fifteen. Oh uh, And they didn't try it for the first time until the <laughs> like the fourth or sixth of August, October yeah. twenty seventeen, and it was unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, not um, not the best. Uh yeah. it's let's see. Was this a Kickstarter game? Or uh, it was sort of Kickstartery, yeah. yeah. It, it was, it, but it, but then it languished in early access for a long time. Yeah, which tends to happen. It has twenty five hundred reviews, and its overall is very that's positive. Quite a lot. Oh, well, that's that's a lot to be fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I need to flatten my Windows OS and restart, reset mm. it. Maybe I just have a bunch yeah. of going on i don't know i don't haven't used the pc for gaming but like this is not a complicated looking game it shouldn't even even if i had a bunch of shitty processes running in the background my rig is good enough to play it at me it's good enough to be detected at ultra which means the game should definitely be playable at medium and it wasn't so i don't know Shall we address that this is now a two-man pot? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying. Unfortunately, <laughs> life has, has has whisked Ben away, which is why mm. when we were talking about the, when I was talking about the game, he ben hasn't died. It wasn't that. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I, I don't reference this time. This time we spent together, but I'm gonna say nothing. No, Ben's Ben's unfortunately been called away um, to do the real thing, which is called life. Um, mm. Be a daddy. Yeah. Moo. Luckily for the for the rest of us, we don't have these these silly pesky familial problems. No, not at all. We are child free and happy. Mm-hmm. All I have is my yelly cat, who has luckily stopped yelling and is now, I think, sulking underneath the hanging the laundry drying rack. <laughs> well, that's so. a good thing about having a cat; you can completely ignore it. No, like this guy. This chat. guy would go crazy if you completely ignored him. Um, <laughs> he is a very needy boy, but that's one of the reasons why he's awesome. Um, yeah. It's mostly like when he doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't know what he wants, so he just yells. And you're like, <laughs> like a child. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, you, you just ate. Um, do you maybe need the bathroom, or, or do you just need attention? Do you just, like, I'll pet you, and then he walk outside of the room and start yelling, yeah. and it's like, well, I'm here, so if you need my attention. I'm here, and you, I just filled your food dish. There's water. You can shit without it, an audience. I don't know what you need. You're supposed to be a simple creature with non-complex needs. Um, if, it, if it's interaction, you've walked away from the interaction and yelled, so that's just not the best way of doing things. <laughs> Maybe he's having an existential crisis. Yeah, he's pouting. I think he knows I'm talking about him. <laughs> um, um, do you have a second beer? I do. Sasha, are you ready for it? Yeah, let's go on it. Oh, shit. All right, I'll be right back because I forgot my bottle opener. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, I am drinking a beer from Buxton Brewery, and it is called Arijo. 
or Arigo. And it's a Pater's beer, which actually means Father's beer in English. Uh, this light Belgian pale ale is the beginning of a lineage series exploring the traditions of brewing in Belgium. So it looks like Buxton took a pilgrimage over to Belgium um, and it looks like they are going with the classic Belgium uh, way of brewing so it's unfiltered and unpasteurized. Awesome. Yeah, what are you drinking then? I have I have the um lovely um brew by numbers five five oh, five. Yes. Which one's that? The double IPA with Citra and Ella. Oh, okay. With with a hefty eight point two percent. Yeah. I've definitely um, seen that one. I don't think I've actually had it. So they've got Citra, Ella, and Lemon Zest, 8.2%. Um, and there's lemon in it. And uh, as as usual, they don't say a lot except for the hops um, the, in the ingredients. Um, and they don't have any blurbs or whatever, brew by numbers. Yeah. I, I, find a, I have a newfound appreciation for brew by numbers. Like, I think my first beer from them was was literally this year and like I have so many different kinds of flavours and quite experimental as well it's like they're not them all out of the park I mean I've had like strawberry oh, yeah. whip beers um, they do a lot of table beers a lot of saisons lemon and black thought... pepper saison I had as well Ooh, so nice was... yeah really good um, yeah they um, I don't see them as often in the bottle shops here although there mm. is a new one Right by the uni, uh, in the place called Coffee and Beer, which is a yeah. place for pretentious beer and coffee drinkers at the same time. <laughs> but uh, it's um, so they carry a brew by numbers. But but overall, I've never been disappointed. I just haven't had a lot of theirs because I don't see them. Mm. But this actually, we all we all bought together at the yeah. uh, Bristol Beer <laughs> Fest. I knew I'd I'm seen drinking it, it because <laughs> I, I was going to tease Ben about drinking it um, because I just mm. couldn't resist. But yeah. he's gone, so now he's only going to find out that I'm drinking the beer <laughs> that we bought together uh, by myself um, sometime later this week. Well, yeah. that's kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, mine's, uh, mine's almost transparent. Um, just a little bit of cloudiness. Um, it's sort of a... Uh, very light amber colour as well. It smells like a lager. Really? It tastes like a Saison. It's quite interesting. Um, it's basically a Patter's beer, or a Father's beer, um, which is a light Belgian pale ale. Hmm. Um, I mean, y you can you can basically tell it's Belgian I mean just you can taste the the Belgian yeast it has right. that sort of um, very recognizable flavor but um, it's very light and it's got a little bit of hoppiness a um, little bit of zest it, it's, it tastes very much like a saison um, hmm. what percent is it it's much lower percent than you expect from saison yeah it's only four percent oh yeah so um, I mean usually looking at six or seven ish yeah so it's very light but um, it's got it's got like 
a nice funky fruitiness to it as well. Like um and but it's it smells like a lager as well, so it's like a it, it's it's quite a strange beer, but it's probably when you think of it as a be- Belgian light ale, it's like oh mm. yeah, that's spot on. Right. But the easiest way to explain it is like um as I say, you got that typical Belgian yeast, um got that um lightness to it very very drinkable very very refreshing this is like you know session strength four percent you can easily not back like 10 of these and not even <laughs> notice you know? yeah it's flavorsome and it's refreshing it's really good awesome um so the brew by numbers uh, uh completely different from the cloud water with the um still slightly deeper more golden than the straw or mm. more golden straw we're thinking like Rapunzel here, um, but like not nearly as carbonated. The head doesn't last. Um, mm. It's um, oh, what is that? The nose is is much less tropical fruity, a little more of more of the citrusy. Um, mm. But there's this um, almost dankness on the finish of the nose, like I, I, just as as the. The punch of the citra sort of fades. There's this other smell that I can't quite put my finger on. So I'm just going to say a touch of dankness. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. There's a lot going on there. Um, <laughs> so the I say that, but like... A lot of beers, uh, late, uh, especially from the summer, they're, they're big hits of taste. Yeah. This is actually not, like, it's not a big hit of taste. There's just sort of different tastes going on. Um, mm-hmm. You get the lemon uh, quite a bit in the sort of right at, so for the first punch, you get more of those, the general citrusy. And then the lemon, the sort of tartness of the lemon comes out. Um, and that's when you get the a little bit of the hoppiness. Again, it's mm-hmm. not super bitter, but that's the hop. It's, it's definitely more pronounced hoppiness than the cloud water has. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's much more understated uh, than the cloud water. Um, you're getting the citrus hit, and you're getting this strong lemon lemon peel taste, um, but still not still at the same level. Yeah. Um, and then it all sort of fades reasonably together, leaving you with a. Slightly dry uh, mouthfeel at the end. Mm-hmm. So like I, I have a more of an urge to reach for it, but um, it also has that satisfying bitterness that we were describing earlier. Again, mm. really light, but it's there, and it's there in a way that counts. Yeah, it's a really good beer. <laughs> so two, two that knocked it out of the park today for you. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, Patters beer. It's got like. Quite estery kind of a taste as well, like a little bit of banana as well. Mm. It's um sort of like a pilsner as well, but not as crisp on the finish. Um, oh, trying to read what malts in there. and what else it has on here. Can't really see anything, but but yeah, it's if you went over to Belgium, this would you know feel like it you know it was brewed over there, and this is from Buxton Brewery, so. They've done a good job of emulating the kind of style and taste and um, like aroma and texture of um, a Belgian pale ale. It's really good. 
Awesome. Um, what else have you been playing, Lucy? Um, uh, Slash, what were we going to talk about? I, 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 we had a topic, and I was not paying enough attention. Slash, has did we? Completely. <laughs> oh, we were going to talk about. Oh, right. So Ben and I were hmm. going to talk about our experiences with the Battlefront Two beta. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, which. I might you leave. can't talk about that, or you can leave it till next week. Yeah, but we might leave it, the the beta itself discussion mm. next week because I think it'll be useful for okay. both of us to say something, and the game yeah. doesn't come out until the, November or whatever. That's but true. we were going to talk about loot boxes. Oh yeah, okay. So why don't we? You said you had a thing you want to talk about. Let's let's go there first, uh, um, and then maybe touch yeah. on. Yeah, I'll just briefly talk about um, Golf Story, which came out. Oh, yes, I'm Switch. super excited to hear about Golf Story. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I don't think it's on anything else other than I Nintendo think it's a, Switch. I think it's what we call a Sclusy. A Switch Sclusy. <laughs> yeah. It's a Switch Sclusy. Yeah. Um, but it's perfect for the Switch. Um, it, it's a 16-bit RPG. Golf with... game? Yeah, golf game. It's not. It's not because this is weird for me because it's like I have no interest in golf games. I have no interest in RPGs, but it's it's like a perfect mix of the two because it takes you know neither elements are very deep. Yeah, because it's not an RPG in the sense that you know you're having to grind and go on so many quests and. Um, Stuff See, like that, and it's not. This is why you know, I think you you would actually. Hmm. I mean, except for some parts of some. Uh, so yeah, there are de- so JRPGs have the habit of making you grind. Um, mm. A lot of them don't do too many side quests. There's yeah. some Final Fantasy games which, um, well, especially if you end up. Did you ever? Uh, I'm gonna sidetrack my sidetrack with them. Mm. You were gonna try uh, Link to the Past, weren't you? Yeah, I started playing it. I got probably about two hours in. I haven't gone back to it. It's definitely one I want to go back to. I've got it on 3DS. Yeah. So um, um, when I get some more time and finish you know, some, yeah. some games that I want, I'll definitely get back like, to it. When that. you feel like playing it again, <laughs> you'll play it again. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of Final Fantasies. I think 6, first of all, 6 is a fantastic game. Um, but is that I also the one don't... that's like free in Japan or something like that? I don't even... I have no idea what you're talking about, free in Japan. Isn't it like Final Fantasy six over here, like Final Fantasy three in Japan? Or oh, like as I said, I thought you said free, but yeah, no, oh, um, yeah. free yes. in THR. I think it's three. FF three was six, yeah. and six was four, and four was nineteen. Yeah, let's not get into this. <laughs> <laughs> I Why did know. I open this um, can of worms? <laughs> but yeah, FF six. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the best entries in the series, hmm. and I also, if so I recall heard. correctly. Hmm. It doesn't have very many grindy moments. It's just well-structured. And, I mean, one of the reasons why I really like the Final Fantasy games is overall um, there are side quests and there's other things you can do. And mostly, like, but very at very few points in, sorry, in most of the games, I've just explored enough and, and, and done things. And, and it hasn't been the case that I've hit a fight and been like, oh, shit, unless it was one of, like, super hard optional fights which are supposed to be hard but that's why they're optional Mm. um i don't know if that's just because i like wandering about though uh but definitely (laughs) in the more recent ones i've noticed like when i played ff13 it was just like oh Mm. the plot is taking me to here 
but it's it's getting harder. Shit, I'm gonna have to wander about for a while. Not grinding. And I I don't. One, uh, I'm older and I just don't have the patience. And two, I find yeah. that really annoying in a more modern game. In the older ones, like like FF One, is entirely stupid grind. I got that oh, game yeah. from an aunt. It was a present to me and my two sisters, and we played until we just played logically, like we. You circled around, we did the first little bit, and it's like, oh, go to this castle and beat up Garland. And he was, he killed us in like one or two hits, one or two rounds. And it was like, I don't know what to do. We'd never mm. seen a game like this. So we're yeah, just like, this game's impossible. Not yeah. thinking, oh, what you have to do is wander about the forest for three <laughs> hours, fighting random imps until yeah. that makes you better. Yeah, um, I, I I heard on I can't remember I was listening to a podcast, but um, someone was like they played Final Fantasy. It was like their first RPG, and they just didn't understand the concept of grinding. So it's like when when they got to like a boss and they just killed them, they were like, okay, let's start it all over again. <laughs> they just replayed the whole game. I think. Oh man, that's, they didn't that understand the concept of grinding. The worst. Oh man, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> right. But I think but yeah. Final Fantasy VI is on the SNES Classic, which I yeah, actually have, it, so it, I might actually just boot it up. I, I'm not going to play it, but just actually see what that game is, because I can't even picture in my mind what that actually yeah. is. It, so. it, it's it's well lauded for a reason. It's worth yeah. starting. Um, yeah. I think Playing it's worth doing minutes. exactly what you did with <laughs> Link's Awakening, which is starting until you get bored, and then maybe you'll come back, maybe you won't. Uh, the thing is, is that I didn't get bored with... Um, I think to the past. Like, it, Sorry, it, by bored I mean that, distracted. Yeah, it's just I, I want to go back to that game. It's just you know, yeah, I just you have need a to get back to it. Things, so yeah, it's it's backlog. But um, um, yeah, it, golf story. <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna say, what were we doing? Yeah. Oh yeah, golf story. Yeah, golf story. Yeah, it's a sixteen-bit uh, RPG golf game. As I say, it doesn't take either its other its two elements that seriously. It's not it's not mechanically deep either way. It's not like. Uh, Tiger Woods, or R.I.P. Um, Rory McIlroy, or whoever's on the golf games now. It's not. It's not that intense, and it's got a fair, a fair bit of nuance and depth to it, like the wind speed and. Um, I was going to ask. So the can, can you describe the golf like part? Because I can picture yeah. a 16-bit RPG story ish. Mm. I guess I don't really understand the premise. Um, let alone yeah, how you golf yeah, in that setting, and so just get a better yeah. feel for like how <laughs> yeah, l- ridiculous it is. It's like when you when you hit, hear it on paper, it's like what? What is this game? But when you start playing, it's like okay, this makes sense. Uh, the golf mechanics is just it's basically a free hit system. It's like you, you line up the or two hits. I don't know. You line up your shot. You got this meter at the bottom, and you basically press once where the you know a little. Little uh, gauges, and then you press press it again, and you can do um, long shots, precision shots, um, everything like that. You got different different clubs and everything, but it's it's very. So, so there's not babies, a lot of topography instead of babies stuff, first, but there's wind. It, there is a bit of topography stuff, but um, like like the uh, the slant on the courses and stuff. So right. I think if you if you want to get really into it, then. You can, but the game is forgiven enough that it's like you don't always have to get perfect shots. You don't, you know, right. my, I'm terrible at this game, I'm sure, and I'm at least getting like um, 
in nine hole courses I'm getting at least maybe two birdies and okay. the rest are pars but it's like the the challenges so far I'm probably about seven eight hours in okay I wow about, ways, I think yeah. it's about a 12 hour game or something but um it's like the the challenges so far haven't been that challenging it's like I don't I, I, I doubt it reacts to how crap you are <laughs> but I think it's the case of like you know, it's not challenging. It's like you know, you're playing against other people um, in other competitions and stuff like that. And you know, they'll they'll sh- just shoot into into the into a lake or into a bunker. Right. And it's like that. And it's like, you know, we're not going to punish you. And I like that about the game. But um, as you were saying, like the how the story. Now, what's the premise? I guess. Golf. I mean, I get that you are in a world mm. that you shoot golf in tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're this. Well, you start off. It starts with like um, you and you're this kid, this little boy, and he's practicing with his dad. Um, short tutorial, just showing you how to uh, basically work the controls and um, the mechanics of it, the basic mechanics of the golf system. And then you skip forward twenty years, and he's like, um, you know, this not middle aged, probably like late twenties, early thirty year old man. He's like, uh, you know, I gave up my girlfriend and, you know, I'm going to play golf. I'm going to hit the pro tours. Um, this is my life dream, basically. And so he just um, basically goes on this sort of adventure. And it's he starts, he starts off like normal with um, him going, you know, just wanting a coach to get a coach. And he has to prove himself to the coach. And then you basically unlock these different courses um it's sort of like worlds you start off with this basic one you know just nice greenery like any other you know golf course or something like that and then you unlock different places um you lock i think it's called bermuda isles which is basically basically a beach and it's like the course is different in as you say the topography and stuff like that because you know one hole might be located on an island separated from land just completely surrounded by water and there's another one which is called uh, Oak Manor and that's basically a haunted golf course and you do strange things there and <laughs> there's another one where I think it's called Tidy Park where all these old ponces you know are on the course and it's like we don't use these new new fangled angle um, golf clubs we use old vintage ones and the basically crapper clubs and you have to play with those crapper clubs if you awesome. want to be admitted um into the course so it's it's quite it's quite light-hearted it's quite bizarre with you know it doesn't take itself too seriously with like the encounters and you're doing stupid uh, so stuff, are the you? encounters hmm. like random or or are you like going no, across you, a map to, map to like i know to progress a plot i need to go to place x yeah place y. yeah yeah it's like it's like pokemon in that that respect it's like never played you're a not Pokemon game. I don't understand your references. Right. <laughs> I'm 34. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, the, 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 there's NPCs and you know you have your main quests. Um, who you? So basically, you're speaking to people, and it's like you have to do this if you want me to show you this technique, and you can only go to this tournament and um, master this course if you know this technique or you have these clubs or this and that so there's not many variations to what you're actually doing because essentially it's just a golf game um, mm-hmm. 
it's not like uh, Zelda or something like that. Like, well, Breath of the Wild, take Breath of the Wild. It's not like that where you're actually having to. Yeah, it's, use... it's not a, it's not a complex 3D modern RPG. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, you not you don't have all these abilities and you're doing this and that um, with them. It's basically you're just playing golf, but they mix it up in in quite a few ways. So like, instead of um, just hitting it hitting it into you know a normal course or something like that they're like oh you need to feed these sharks um golf balls for some reason can you hit it you know in this <laughs> exact spot in the ocean or something like that or can you bounce it off these turtles and then get it into the hole or you know this uh, it, it, it's it's pretty much very simple and it's very rudimentary but they managed to mix it up. I think I've got to the point in the game where it's like, okay, I've seen everything. And it's just repeating right. the same kind of stuff. Like, bounce it off this, do that, get a hole in one, put this, put that. But I'm at a really interesting part in the game where it's like I'm solving a murder mystery in a mansion. Well, that's... And it's <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And, it's... and, and it... do you, like, golf for clues? Yeah. And it's Are basically... they clues? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 hard to explain, but it just works so well, because it, 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 even on paper you're just thinking, what the hell is this game? But they managed to make it work, and it, it's very charming. It's very light-hearted. Um, I think it's, I think it's one of those games where it's like this isn't fantastic, but it's a lot of fun. And um, although the you know there's not too many mechanics, and therefore the the you know the what they can actually do and actually keep it fresh is very limited. Right. So after a few hours, you've basically seen it all. But I think the story and the, you know, the characters who are quite, you know, whimsical and charming themselves actually keep you engaged and keep you playing. Right. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Definitely worth a shot if you have no interest in golf or RPGs like me. It's still a nice game to have when you switch. I, um... Yeah, it's made by uh, Australian developers as well. I think I'm super interested you know. in it. Yeah. Um, story. It's also not that expensive, right? No, I think it's like fourteen pounds, fifteen yeah. pounds. Yeah. That's becoming my new happy place for game prices. Yeah, it's good. I think Cuphead was like. It's also fourteen pounds. I think uh, on the Steam yeah. Steam shop, it's fourteen ninety nine. I think it was sixteen pounds seventy four um, or something stupid on Xbox. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy how cheap that game is. That's well, so I'm super curious about Thingy. Golf Story? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not <laughs> curious about Cuphead, yeah. but... Um, uh, yeah. I, so, given that I haven't been playing games for a while, uh, I, I am more... Maybe it's just the idea of curling up on the sofa and just staring yeah. at a handheld versus... Definitely. You're just more inclined to do that sometimes. Um, yeah, Completely so I th- uh, having said that, I have Mario Rabbids versus the Rabbids, uh, very whatever, and I still have Kingdom Bell. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't, I, I, I still haven't, like, booted the card up once. Mm. This is the problem, there's too many games on Switch. Well, so what there's happened was I games. ordered it um, before <laughs> I left for for oh, Canada. Oh, yeah, you, you told us about it. Yeah, this and week, then, then yeah. it didn't show up, and it was like, Oh, I really wanted to play this on the plane. Yeah. 
I guess I'll see it. And then when it came back, it, it hadn't shown up. Like, I thought I just missed it by a day and I was going to complain to get, like, a five-pound voucher or something. I was like, nope, we never so sent it to you. I'm like, oh, can you send it to me? And they sent it to me. I'm like, well, I don't actually want to play this game. I guess I could have asked for a refund. I didn't even think about that. I was like, ah, can you just give me the goddamn Digital. game? Digital is the way to go, my friend. Ah, but, but, but what if I didn't like it? Then I could sell it for, like, a pound to game. And <laughs> Only then I buy games be that you're going to like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was really struggling, and I think part of it with the Switch is knowing that there's a small hard drive. So Oh, I bought, I bought a SD card a few weeks ago, because it's like, yeah, this is full. Yeah. Um, uh, and, it, was, so- it was always going to get full. I don't know why, but for Switch games, I'm like, oh, I want a physical, which is weird because I usually don't buy physical for anything. You're gonna carry a case. This isn't 1995. Well, (laughs) yeah, but my like, but like to protect the screen and stuff, I have a little case and has like little card slots because that's how they sell it. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I can. And then you have to switch it. No, digital all the way. The only only physical card I had is Zelda. So against physical games for so long because I've been a Mm. PC gamer for. I think my Steam yeah. badge says over 10 years now. Damn. Um, yeah, I don't know why. It just didn't... Uh... Yeah. I, th- I think the first game I bought on Steam was Gone Home. That was oh, what, really? That's what I got Steam for. And that was like, what, 2012? So I was late in the game. Oh, I need I need to find out. Is there? There's a purchase date filter on Steam, right? That, that works? <laughs> I, I'm going to find out because I'm super curious now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, mine's 2012, like November or something, 2012, when Gone Home came out. Gone Home is so new, though. Yeah, I know, I, I haven't been a Steam gamer for long. What's that, five years? A million years, is what you're or was saying. was it 2013 it was out? It was, I can't remember, 2012 or 2013, one of the two. So oh, we're also four younger, years. I suppose. Hmm. I, I, and I didn't grow up with... PC, we had a PC, but you know, it wasn't a game. Growing up in the nineties, and yeah, and so so I think that that, the big thing is like I remember we got our first PC when I was around six or seven, and so like Mm. there was no such thing as not having a good enough game for some of those original games because they were all shit, (laughs) right? Like it was just (laughs) a different playing field. Yeah, Um, and I got used to computers, and I and and I used them a bunch, and my parents. saw that and encouraged it and so it was like yeah. oh we need to fix you know get a new computer because reasons mm-hmm. um okay here we go library games uh, oh guess my steam game count by the way i know it's over a thousand one thousand and fifty seven oh no how do i sort by purchase date what you not telling me purchase date uh, it's thirteen forty-five. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I remember that... when you you just got over a thousand. Yeah, I don't know how there's been more. Um, I don't know more. how to reset. That's not gonna work because that's last played. Okay, well, I have a game that mm. the last time I played it, i.e., when I bought it, because I don't think I've ever yeah. played it, was the twenty-first of April. 2006. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that was a while multiplayer. 11 and years. And I'm pretty sure there's one... Uh, so, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch... There, there's other ones. It's just... Um, 
I played them. <laughs> this so that is literally the first game that I've not played. Like the oldest oh game I God. haven't played is Sin Multiplayer. Because I I remember when I crossed the hundred mark, which was was it this year or last year, and I was like, I've got too many games on Steam, and then. You said that you got a thousand, over a thousand. Yeah, I was like, oh, you're, I'm not I'm doing not a, too badly. Yeah, I'm because not I've a crazy played, person, I, is what you thought, I'm good right? because I, I've played at least 70% of those games, oh, which is actually happen. pretty also, good. Um, so when you sort by recent on Steam, it has this new thing where it gives you um, the timestamp, but also says hmm. new beside it, and the new hmm. indicates you haven't played it, and I, I, <laughs> it's kind of crushing. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I'm doing well with my library. I've played most uh, of them. I mean, one of my problems is I, I have this weird collector's instinct that I'm working against. Yeah. But, like, mm. when I had a real job and had a real job that was paying me well and I was still living sort of frugally like a student, I was like, I'll buy that mm. game, I'll buy that game. And then a few years back, my buddy Aaron was like, oh, I, I don't even buy, like, I buy bundles all the time. And it's like, oh, wow, mm. these bundles are super cheap. Like, it's way so cheaper. Like, I want seven of... I, I, there's, like, 15 games, and I want two of them, but it's mm. cheaper to buy this bundle. <laughs> like, I can, so I, the you. bundle is cheaper than one of the two games I want. Okay, throw it in there. Mm. But um, that just makes a really oppressive-looking thing. Also, I really don't like this mode, because it shows me, like... Just how bad I am at starting games I've bought because as I scroll from <laughs> the most recent, I bought yeah. Pyre um, last month. Oh yeah, but yeah. it was right before I was like, I need a break from games because I need to fix my life. So I bought it and then on on the 29th of September and never played it. But I yeah. also well, bought recent, so. the 28th. Of, oh, sorry, the yeah. I, I oh I got a, a code for Layers of Fear. That's not so bad. I got a code for Layers yeah. of Fear on the 28th of August. Hmm. Uh, I also got That's a code right. for Super Cloud Belt on the 28th of July. I'm seeing a pattern here. Apparently, at the end of each month, I it, buy. This I podcast a game has become your play. intervention. Yeah, this podcast has become your intervention. Uh, well, I also have a lot of um, codes in the backlog, and I'm trying to figure out the best way yeah. to like share those. Just give them away. Yeah. Anyway, but like... shall we sh- shall we talk about loot boxes? Oh shit! Yeah. There yeah. was a topic that wasn't my horrible um, addictions. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you're not um, addicted oh, actually, to buying before loot we, crates. We, we flip topics. I was just curious if you had hmm. any other thoughts on your beer. Um, pretty much not changed. Um, the I'm actually still drinking the Bale Ale, and I'm actually. Pretty excited to go back to that. Oh, one. did so I? Would... Did I force you to start the second one? Not force, but um, I was drinking it slowly. I, I'm, I'm when you have a nice beer, you just yeah. want to take your time with it. You know, you don't want it over like some. You, you some... don't want to slam it like it's some sort of piece of shit lager. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or some horrible sour that you just want out of your life. Oh no! See, see, if it was something like that, I would just pound it and forget about it. Yeah. Although, like, like, like we've alluded to in the past uh, few months of episodes, um, sours are growing on me. Yeah, there's definitely a nuance too. to them that is appealing, and there's definitely yeah. a way to do them that's not. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, 
I, I, I wasn't sure if it was just my palate getting used to them or if it's like brewers are like, you know, actually learning how to make these palatable. Because <laughs> for, for ages I just wouldn't go near a sour, but now it's like, oh, you've done a nice sour that isn't just going to rip my face off because it's so puckering that puckeringly sour yeah it's like there's a bit of nuance to this other than just lemon yeah Mm. um so um the big complaint on star wars battlefront 2 and shadow of mordor shadow yes well yeah so so we talked we've talked loot boxes a little bit before um Mm, we did um Let's see. We skipped the PUBG controversy, I think. Oh, I, I think it might have mm, been. But, yeah. So with Shadow of Wardor, it was a um, <laughs> the loot box. Uh, loot boxes. If you're playing the single player, there's not a. Um, sorry, my 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 cat is um, attacking a scratching post with with fervor because he's trying to show off for attention. I think. That was really, really distracting. Um, yeah. So in Shadow of Wardor, they uh, the loot boxes were about being building your army, which you put into your like magic um, base, which other people can attack if you play the multiplayer. Um, and so it kind of, for the most part, that was the re- the the main reason. But also. The loot boxes had different orcs, and given that you're amassing an army in the single player, there's mm-hmm. an argument to say that. So, so one was like the pay to win only existed in the multiplayer, and it's mostly single player games, so it's not. Yeah. People were people yeah. were pretty forgiving. I still think pay to win in a full priced game. If I if I wanted to play the multiplayer, I shouldn't be punished because I'm not forking extra money <laughs> when I bought a full priced game. Mm. Um, but it was. A bit of a soft hit because the ba- like the core game wasn't really affected. Yeah, um, and at the time it, of recording, that game is out now. Yes. And it's basically what I, you know, when we spoke about this the first time, where it's like, you know, who cares? I mean, it, it's been proven that the loot boxes or loot crates or whatever you want to call them in Shadow of War, that they're not too much of a, a detractor from the actual core experience of that for game. For that game, yeah. And, and loot, loot, you know, all these things are, you know, like, gear and upgrades and this and that, they're dropped quite frequently within the game. And it's only a case if you want to play multiplayer where you'd actually even consider spending that money. I, th- I think I've, you know, anecdotally I've heard that the la- later, you know, stages of the game, well, actually post-game, Mm. is a grind but it's like how many people are going to get to that point how many people are going to be really invested in that and how many people are going to be like okay i'm so invested that i actually want to spend money well it's like i think i think you're um a lot i think a lot more than we think um, but it's like but, if but, those people want to put money into that game, they yeah. can. And people I, who don't want to don't have to. This is what I don't understand about this industry, well, so, where it's like they latch onto just because something's got loot crates, it means it's bad. It's yeah, like, I think there's a place for loot crates mm, um, that's fine, and it's a way to mm, sustain things. Like Overwatch does it really well because it's just mm, cosmetic shit. So yeah. you really, you, there's no way to be uh, affected by it. 
Um, but if you're really mm. into the game, there there is a question of um, the 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 accessibility of children and um, the the gambling aspect when you're you're able mm. to trade things. That's when it's a real blind problem. boxes, yeah, and it's blind boxes. Well, it? but they're all but they're all blind yeah. boxes. This is the problem, yeah. right? Yeah, but um, this has been an issue for so many things, and it's like this that has more issues to do with parents should curate the games that they let well, their children no, play, I mean, and but, they shouldn't but be. I, th- I think we can't mm. absolve par- uh, the companies entirely because the companies know about it yeah. and are continuing but, to do it. But these games are designed to be for adults, and it's like, but it's like gambling for true. adults as well. Yeah, and it's like there are people who will get addicted, and there are people. Yeah. Who, you know, who will be exploited by this, but for the majority of people, well, so, it's something so I actually, that they can no, enjoy. In, in, I'm not in, sure the majority you know. is that much older than the people in trouble is one of the problems, especially with Overwatch, mm. which is more cartoony. So we know, yeah. we know, we we know psychologically, and we know in the past that the more cartoony, regardless of the actual level of violence and the yeah. actual rating, the more likely kids are going to play it because parents yeah. just don't know any better. Um, I don't want to conflate issues of shitty parenting with shitty game developers. Mm. Um, but I don't even think it's the developer; it's probably the publisher. Oh, to be fair, but yeah, the the get, developer has to follow through with the publisher. It, it, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, so, but with Shadow of War, it kind of got a pass because, except for from what I've heard, there's some grindy bits which could be attributed to maybe we want you to spend money, yeah. or it could be just shitty game design and balance. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, but with um, with um, with PUBG, the big problem was the um, they have announced that all crates are going to be money only, and mm-hmm. a lot of PUBG has thrived on like making your outfit, and it's a bit of a bait and switch when all the almost all the crates are free now in in early access, mm-hmm. and they're saying when this game you've already paid for goes gold. This thing that we've been giving you the entire time will cost money. You already mm-hmm. have a psychological link to acquiring crates. That's really shitty. Um, other than that, though, again, mm. you, they they came up forward and said this is going to be the case. And again, except for, I think, a few items might give you a slightly better visibility. But we talked about the odds of that really mattering yeah. is quite low. Again, so this is the problem with the sliding scale slippery slope. It's like, oh, I guess this instance of loot crates gets a pass versus trying to judge loot crates as a thing. Is this a good thing yeah. for gamers? No. Is it a good thing for developers? Yes. But then we get yeah. to um, EA and Battlefront 2, which, uh, spoiler alert for next week if Ben and I talk about it, we both really liked the core gameplay that's ex- shown in, in, the, be- okay. in the beta. Um, again, I'm not. Are there, I, are there, are there Ewoks or? Uh, not not clear because it was on Naboo and then on oh. a space station. Uh, what I didn't Screw like that was that, like the Starfighter bat. So in the original Battlefront two, the best Battlefront mm. in my opinion, um, there were levels with with Starfighters and, but you could fly the Starfighter into the opposing ship, get off, and shoot the fuckers. So it was a mixed <laughs> mode. Um, yeah. And that was amazing. Uh, and in this, it's like there's Starfighter levels and there's on-the-ground levels, and that kind of sucks. But the Starfighter levels seemed pretty attentive. I was playing with a mouse and keyboard, and I'm garbage at any space game with a mouse and keyboard that like mm-hmm. has some sort of mouse targeting, but also mouse steering. Um, okay. 
because I, I just I, I fling my mouse. <laughs> it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm going way too far now. I'm, just, I'm bad at it. Um, so uh, in the past, I've just had a controller and a keyboard and mouse, and like when I go into like a vehicle, I've just grabbed the controller. Yeah. My buddy Aaron okay. played GTA Five entirely in first person mode, but mm-hmm. with a mouse and keyboard and controller. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense. You're trying to like optimize your inputs. <laughs> well, when you're driving a vehicle, it's work. a totally different set of um, mm. what what's the easiest and more f- most. Fluid Did you get control. a driving wheel as well? <laughs> no, we didn't. It was just the controller. Um, but but with with Battlefront, so so that kind of stuff. But um, with Battlefront. The, the crates are the things that um, contain the star cards, and the star mm-hmm. cards are the things that you can use. Um, in the previous Battlefront, they were sort of like use and burn, like you you didn't hold on to them, which also is sucks. Yeah. So you have to collect them and then play the, and use them strategically. But then, you know, if but um, they these star cards give you upgraded versions of the basic stats for and abilities. For all of the four classes, so it's like, oh, now I'm just playing a better, more reliable sniper. But also for the heroes and stuff. And the heroes and stuff, you have basically in-battle currency points. Uh-huh. And when you play yeah. well enough in the battle, you can unlock... You can unlock you, the, and, the, and that includes yeah. vehicles in the sort of um, the ground levels. Um, so people have complained because it's like, oh, well, like I need to... like. It's shitty if I'm not as good as everyone else because I'm never gonna play the hero. Mm. I'm never gonna play the the I'm never yeah. able to play the little ship that shoots people because I need to be good. Yeah. That's a separate issue. I'm okay with like skill based reward. I think overall, mm. but when you look at it, it's like oh well. If I've bought crates, I'm now gonna be a better version of a heavy, which means I'm gonna be more easily acquiring points. And when I use those points to be the hero, mm. if I burn a card I've unlocked, I'm going to be a way more badass version of the hero. And it's like, well, if I'm using in-battle points to unlock a hero, there should be no reason why my hero is artificially worse yeah. than someone else's. That's pay to win. That is that is pay yeah, to win. That, that's, that's, you know, the game has been designed around this, as you say, pay to win kind of structure. That's where it's like, you know, I just thought it was a non-issue with stuff like Battlegrounds and Shadow of War, because this is obviously a thing where the developers develop the game that they want, the publisher have come in like, how can we monetize this? Oh, we'll put this in this, you know, multiplayer part of the system, but it's not crucial. It's not really going to... It's not game you know, ch- Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas this, as you say, seems like pay to win. I'm still not you know, fully in the camp where it's like, oh, everything's on fire. Let's slate the developer. Let's slate the publisher. Let's, you know, go all up in arms. I'm still like, you know what? It's just one of those things. It's like, either don't play the game or play the game. Enjoy yeah. it. If you're getting your ass kicked, it's the same way that you're getting your ass kicked by someone who's put, put 600 hours into a game anyway. Well, so but that's it's not like, the case, right? Someone who's but who's, it, but it's like you know you're gonna get your ass kicked anyway, whether it's someone who who, who bought to be better or someone who played that game for six hundred hours. Uh, or, I think or there's, there's gonna a be difference a, between those, especially. Oh when, yeah, there's definitely a difference, but it's like that's gonna happen regardless. Um, so it's like it, it's what it's like. What is your investment in in this game? 
it's like, are you just going to play and well, have so, fun? So, so do you care is... if these people are pay- paying to win, or are you just going to, or if you, or do you want to become comp- competitive? Well, so, what are I you mean, willing to invest in? This is the problem with a game, game that's primarily mm. advertised as multiplayer rather than like the single mm. player exists, but it's really a multiplayer game. Again, yeah, Shadow of Mordor got the pass. Shadow of War, or Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, whatever the fuck it's called, um, because you weren't affected in the single player by the I'm paying to be better. The other Mm. shitty thing is like when you level up in, um, as you level up in uh, Battleground Battlefront Two, you you level up the individual classes individually, but. Mm Level one, you're allowed using one star card, which you could buy. Mm-hmm. Level fifteen, yeah. you you get three cards, mm. and so now it's like I need to grind for the ability to use the shit that I've paid a lot of money on top of the original price of the game yeah. to get. And you're like, oh, you're just being dicks. At some I point, it, you're just like, being dicks. Just, I get it, but it's like. Why well, so so na- so like, I enjoy I don't, I don't pla- get yeah well, so I, don't, I just don't that I, understand I I don't und- it's like don't buy the game then yeah so I that's exactly that. what I was gonna say no one's forcing you to buy is, this game is yeah. I was I really it. looking forward to this game I'm mm. annoyed because I don't think I'm I'm not sure I want to buy it this is a beta and there's a lot of negative press I'm hoping this will mm. cause EA to roll back some of this shit. Uh, but well, if they don't, um, this is another reason why we should never pre-order, because yeah, so we, we won't even open up that kind of. But but, but because like, like I don't yeah. really want to. I, like Ben and I were thinking like we played a lot of Battlefield One over the past couple of years. Like mm-hmm. we're thinking this will be the natural progression. We're both yeah. huge fans of the original Battlefront Two. Um, we like what Dice does in general. We really played a, a lot of Battlefield One. Mm-hmm. We played a little bit of Battlefront one and liked it ish, but there were problems. They, those problems seem to be solved, mm. balance gameplay wise in Battlefront two. So we're like, oh, this will be our game. Cool. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Now it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I, and, that and happens. So, yeah, and that so happens. Like, it's just so really like, shitty when it's such a stupid part of the game. Like it's like. Oh, I enjoy mm. playing this game. I like the yeah. I, the graphics are gorgeous. The gameplay is really is tight enough. You know, yeah. um, it has the right level of Star Wars nostalgia. Everything's going well, and then there's this thing yeah. lopped on top, and you're like, oh, that might ruin yeah, but it all just, for me. Just, just, but you know, people probably will hate me and scold me for this, but it's like, you know, monetize the hell out of a game that's going to reach billions of people because it's Star Wars. Why the hell not? I would. Well, I mean, so so the, <laughs> maybe I'm just a corporate sellout, but it's like I, I, you know, so it, many people are gonna play this just because it's Star Wars. Look at, yeah. Look at Battlefront One, which wasn't even that good, apparently. Yeah. You know, and it's like it, millions it, of people are gonna it's, play it's, this. I think it's taking advantage of the goodwill of the customer. And you're no, right. It's, t- it's taking advantage of the nostalgia. Yeah. And the love for Star Wars. But like, that's what it is. And, and mm. you're right. You can continuously play this card and you'll lose a little bit of share every time as people get wise. And, you know. It's just want to hit those whales, man. And there's going to be a lot yeah. of whales who, who are interested just, in Star Wars. It's shitty because you can easily game. make a good game that doesn't take your customer 
not for granted, but close. Like there's like, um, not treat your customer as a wallet, but treat them as a customer, mm. and that but would this make is me capitalism, my friend. That no, but but that's not long run <laughs> capitalism. That's that's only short run shitty corporate capitalism. There are actually different flavors, and if yeah, EA wanted like, to make a franchise out of this, they wouldn't be looking to squeeze people shittily. Now, but the, the people who are going to be vocal about this are still probably going to buy the game. I, I hope not. And I, I hope not beca- because. But that's the thing: pay- people don't put their money where their mouth is, and they yeah, don't. I, they I, just I, don't buy yeah. the game. It's like don't, don't, don't buy it. I fully agree don't with buy you it. there, Lucy. But there's going to be so many hundreds of billions of people yeah. who have no idea what a loot crate is. See Star Wars, going to buy it. It's like oh, I can play as. Darth Maul. If I play, pay five quid, I'm gonna do that because I don't buy any other games apart well, from l- FIFA. Luckily, every year. they're blind loot crates, so you'll have to buy probably seven. <laughs> well, also, so what is nice is like, that there's no like buy your way into the hero or the vehicle mode. It's you still hmm. have to be good enough. The way you buy into it is to use enough of your cards on the base level to give yourself your unfair advantage through money. On the base level mm. um, stats or classes that you will do well enough in the round to early unlock the heroes. Mm. And honestly, if it wasn't for the fact, like, I almost would be okay with that, except for the fact that the heroes also have cards, which um, at some points um, double, triple, or quadruple the competence of the hero, which you unlock yeah. by prowess. And it's like, for some reason, I'm more okay with people unlocking the heroes, sort of quote unquote unfairly, than I am with the yeah. idea that when I unlock the hero, it's yeah. a shitty version compared to you. Mm-hmm. And I recognize no, it's kind of wrong. arbitrary. It's, it's a crappy thing, and yeah. any, and people like you are looking forward to it. And you know, as you say, Dice have got a good reputation, and you like the first one. It's a crappy thing. Yeah, but there's no sentiment or emotions in business, and people forget that video games are businesses yeah. and yes this game will well, definitely well, recoup the it, cost of its development but it's like why not earn more money when you can I, that's what and, I and, don't so, and so the reason is yeah. that you value your customers for in the long run yeah but they probably looked at the stats thinking yeah, no, no, how no, many no, people I'm just saying, if you value your customers one. as people mm. and in the long run you wouldn't do this mm-hmm. type of thing but where what it so what are what are businesses measured but, but that, on? That, that, businesses are measured the, on yeah. short term gains and the odds of the person involved in. But I the, think I think people I think EA mm. have probably looked at the statistics and you know, the EA has been voted the for some reason the worst company to work you know the worst company yeah. in the world so many times. Their games are in the MPD every single year. As one of the highest grossing games yeah. of the year, NBA, no, no so that that's two K, um, like FIFA, yeah, Madden, yeah. NHL, all this, all that. They've probably like, okay, we piss off what a few vocal gamers. They're Ooh. still going to buy the game anyway. Yeah, but that still doesn't Let's mean they're keep not doing it. Yeah, I'm just saying that the, like EA doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, just I think a lot of money. it has to do with. So what I'm trying to, mm. what I was trying to. Um, point out is that EA's corporate atmosphere isn't necessarily the only approach to corporate atmospheres like they're also (laughs) run by humans and and even if you were trying to maximize profits if you were looking in a more long run way you will treat your customers much much better but 
when they come, but but like almost no one's going to be the same guy in charge. The same guy's not going to be in charge. Sorry, the same person's not going to be in charge mm-hmm. of a franchise and all the games in in one part of a giant company um, yeah. for five even five years running. And so, why would they care about keeping uh, customers for Battlefront Four? The company should because the company will do better, but the corporate culture is just not designed that way. It's the same thing with politics. We're not designed to have long-run yeah, goals fix, because yeah. every politician has to get renewed every four or five years. Yeah. That doesn't mean the best political moves, even in a super capitalistic structure, isn't focusing on the long run. But by the nature of how the how long someone is in the term of service because it's a really shitty thing and some corporate cultures can adapt to that and some really embrace it and EA's I yeah. think obviously given that they've been um, voted really shittily a place to work for they're super aggressive in whatever ridiculous. works for right now matters and my only point yeah. is yes that that's that's a reason but that doesn't mean it's an excusable reason I just can't, I'm just coming from it from a completely. I, I think different I think you're right. The, 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 the only the only answer people. we have is don't buy shitty games. And if you think this is a <laughs> shitty move, yeah, it's a it's shitty a, game. Yeah, that's what that's what I, I mean. We're very much in an echo chamber. I mean, most of the population who's going to buy this game have no idea about this, so it's futile anyway. I don't but know if we're in an echo chamber. Just, we are disagreeing on on. How much to forgive EA, at least. But yeah, at the I end just, of the day, I just think it's the only thing you can it. do is vote. You don't with have your to wallet. play Star Wars game. You don't yeah. have to play it. That that's that's why I just. It's not you. It's, it's yeah, people who are just so fervent in their anger, and it's like, and 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 fair enough. People do complain, and things do get changed. Things get tweaked. So fair enough to those people. But I think when people. Just get so, so now on is the their time high horse and get yeah. high mighty about it. It's just, oh, for God's sake, it's a game, it's a business. People making money, don't buy it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or buy it and play it and enjoy it and shut up. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> now is the time you can say, I really don't like this at all. Don't like hmm. this approach. I'm going to say this out loud, I'm going to tweet it. And then if they come up with a game and it's the same, you don't buy it. And and if if you if you do buy it, then you are saying mm-hmm. I'm actually okay with this, because yeah. you're literally okay with it. You've bought the game, and that's yeah. sort of um, all there is to it. In the end, mm, is is, is uh, we I, live in a capitalist society, and all mm-hmm. I mean, you vote with your dollar, dollar pound, um, yeah. and especially in things like this, if you really are put out by pay to win and are concerned about loot boxes. You have to vote with your dollar, hmm. and you also have to Isn't be okay this... with the fact that the yeah. average person might not. But if you try and justify it with, well, it's still going to be a successful game, yeah. so it doesn't really it, matter if I don't. It... That's exactly why you end up getting Trump in power. Yeah. That's right. I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that. It's the same move. Well, it doesn't really it, matter. It... My vote's going to be lost in the wind, so I won't even try. You, all you can do is say, so, I am a not, So, I need to go to Twitter and be like, why are there not Ewoks in this game? Otherwise, I might as well... I have voted for Trump. Trump yeah. <laughs> That's not actually a logical leap that I condoned, <laughs> yeah. but I don't even care. Fair enough. Awesome. But, um, I always go back to the example where it was... Um, 
with Deus Ex Go when they had these daily challenges and you could just repeat them over and over again. And then they introduced like, oh, if you want to um, pay, retry to, this, yeah. get the best score, you know, you got to pay to be able to rewind and stuff. And I was like, I just spoke to uh, the developer on on Twitter and I was like, you know, this is kind of rubbish. Yeah. And they were like, well, try it out. And I was like, okay, tried it out and never went back to that game. I still really like that game. But... You know, but it was, it was like a crappy thing, but it's like you move on. You know? Yep. It's like I never played it again. And if if the next whatever Go game comes out and it's like just straight up pay to win, then I won't buy it. Even yep. though I enjoyed those games, you know, I just won't buy it. Yeah, I think the, the biggest <laughs> problem is the average person isn't as discerning, but they are probably yeah. more vocal, and that makes for mm. a really... Um, angry and confusing marketplace because on the one hand the developers are told this is unacceptable and then on the other hand they're told it's kind of acceptable and that's I think where we've gone to this place with loot crates is people are like I don't like this, this is shitty I I get, I see how you're ripping me off but I still want those fucking yellow pants so I'm just gonna (laughs) forget what my opinion on is on the fact that the only way Mm. I can get the yellow pants is shitty I'm going to spend the money on the yellow pants. And yeah. what that tells people, uh, good economists, is that your preferences for yellow pants outweigh your preferences for not being fleeced $15 exactly. for your yellow pants. Yeah. But that it, doesn't make it a good to, move. It just, but like. But it's like if you went to a restaurant and it's like you, on the bill, it's like, oh, you have to hire a chair to sit there and, and eat. And it's like. Well, you can go fuck well, yourself. Well, I'm not... You'd just be like, well, I'm not coming back here again. <laughs> Why don't people think, oh, well, I'm not going to buy any more this game or I'm not going to buy any more games in this series or... I think people just have no sort of um, restraint or self-control. And they're like, ooh, flashy pre-order. Let's, let's just, you know, let's buy it. It's Star Wars or something. Yep, and, and in the end, if they... boggles my mind. The problem is, like... Economic models show that like your actions are are a reflection of your preferences, mm. and so if you yeah. fold, you are saying, "I don't like this uh, practice, but I like what this practice is giving mm. me more." And so, yeah. if you can't hold to the convictions you are you are fucking rabidly tweeting about, then yeah. it doesn't matter. It, yeah, because yeah. because what I can gauge from this Star Wars Battlefront thing, pay to win thing is. It's sort of like FIFA Ultimate Team. I don't even know what that is. But from what I understand, it's basically you buy. I think it's card packs or something like that. I think I think you can buy. You can definitely buy them. I'm not sure if you can earn them through progression within the game. And you basically open up packs, and it's got you know a set of players. Like you could get Ronaldo, or you could get Heskey. So it's like you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But it's it's like. You know, it's it, it's. I think it's blind card packs, mm. but that's rolled out into its own separate mode. So, even though someone bought a hundred packs and they've got all these fantastic players, and you're just going on luck of what you've bought with in-game currency, mm. you know, you could be completely overpowered and outmatched. But it's in its separate mode. The, the crappy thing about what it sounds like with Battlefront Two is, is that. This is just integrated within every yeah. single mode of the game. Exactly. Which is, well, yeah, which it's, is rough. It's, it's in the multiplayer mm. game. Yeah, exactly. This is the problem. Yeah. 
of, of loot boxes in EA's Battlefront 2 versus loot boxes mm-hmm. in Shadow of Wardor yeah, is that yeah. the core gameplay is, and the interactive gameplay is the core gameplay is yeah. completely enveloped, uh, enveloped in this this paradigm of I can mm-hmm. buy more of these stat upgrading things and therefore yeah. I will be better. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crappy. I, I, I always, you know, I, I maintain that it is a crappy thing, but it's like I can understand it. Yeah, at the same time. I, think, I think if I was Patrick yeah. Soderlund or whatever it was, I'd be like, ooh, that's, that's a new Lamborghini for me. Yeah, so <laughs> I think, I think you're, you're much more okay with the capitalist doing the capitalist thing. I, I wish I there was very a much way indeed. to stop the capitalist from doing the shitty thing because. But but yeah, I think we both agree that it, it's a shitty practice and it will only make the game shittier is the problem. Yeah, um, and it's a shame that it's such a you know massive game on a scale that it's not going to make a difference and so many people will buy it. Yeah, if and, it was and a smaller the, game and it's like people will like dig their heels and it's like, no. Well, and, I mean, crap. this is the big problem because right. the industry watches games and so when, when my, my worry is that such a big game doing mm. this with a big tie-in to license shit that we we know for a yeah. fact people go insane for right mm-hmm. that's why they're choosing to try it out on this one and not battlefield one right yeah <laughs> um is the fact that they'll probably get away with it but then that'll be a tacit signal to the rest of the industry All that the oh battlefront 2 yeah. did it we're not doing we're not being assholes we're just doing what mm. you guys said was okay with battlefront 2 and it's like that's yeah. Not necessarily equivalent, but we're such <laughs> passive community and take whatever we can get if 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 it's shiny enough, which is basically the premise of doing this in Battlefront Two. It's like, but with, with precedent, you get to make a duller game do the same shitty thing, and yeah. and that sucks. Yeah, um, and the, 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 everything will be forgotten when ba- when they say, "Oh, we're going to give away this piece of TLC away for free." Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and, it's and, one planet. And, and, and so they sort of everything will be forgotten. They sort of claimed, "Look, we're not going to charge for a season pass on this game." Yeah, there you go. And then, that's and then it's them. like, "Oh, that's because we're going to charge you infinitely more to be competitive mm. on a competitive multiplayer." But premise the optics game. look better. Yeah, you know, they're like, yeah. But but re- outside of this, I must say, I, I am actually, uh, I'd say, possibly looking forward to actually playing a Star Wars single player game for like the first time in god knows how long when it comes to EA access yeah I was going to say when year. no when it comes yeah to <laughs> I'm not buying it <laughs> don't, um, don't get me wrong you ever but, play but like um, next year when it, mm. Shadows of the Empire no one of the best Star Wars I think the last ever. Star Wars game I played was the Lego Star Wars oh, game Shadows of the Empire but, came out on the mm. N64 no, I never. Play, I, don't, I never had an N64. I didn't either, but it also um, came on PC a yeah. billion years later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because like having a Star Wars game that looks that good, oh, and it sounds it, that good. It is and so single gorgeous. Player mode, it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm actually. As I say, looking forward to playing that no. next year. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, we've rambled quite a bit. Uh, Lucy, what is your beer of the week? My beer of the week is the Bale Ale. It is, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's one of those traditional, like, American IPAs, session strength. It's got nice bit of fruit on the on the front, and the aroma you get like orange and 
bit of grapefruit, bit of pineapple from the citra hops. And you got that nice bitterness on mm. the on the end to just to bounce it out, it out yeah. and balance it up. Yeah. It's really nice. I do I do like the um Arigo from Buxton Brewery. It is a classic Belgian pale ale. But it's not quite Yeah, I think I think I don't know, the, the Beer ponces will probably like yeah. what you saying, but it's no, like we're the beer ponces American here. style. Yeah, true. I prefer American style yeah. pale ales to Belgian pale ales. That's fine, but both very nice. Um, yeah. for me, uh, so okay. Well, for Ben, I sincerely apologize. I didn't jot down what we had. What he had? Um, he he had. Oh. I have no idea. Oh, I was really hoping. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, he had uh, a. I, I think it was like. Originally, I was gonna um, <laughs> just sort of like for Ben. I can't recall, and then maybe cut in. Oh yeah, Ben had this. It's his favorite beer. Uh, now I can't cut it in because you made the attempt just rewind to the remember tape. it, yeah. and you didn't, and that's classic. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go for the Brew by Numbers 5505 oh, Double IPA. Okay. Yeah. Both beers were really excellent. Both had citra hops, which I'm a big fan of. Um and um. I really liked the way the Brew by Numbers finished, um, a little mm-hmm. more bitter, um, but also it just wasn't in my face, and I think this is just one of those things where um, the other beers I've had this week were really fruity yeah. and fruit juice infused and in my face and big and boisterous, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of those didn't um, finish exceptionally well, and the Cloudwater finished... Um, you know, it finished with a little bit of hops, but and a little bit of bitter, but not a lot. And I mm. think it's kind of been done a disservice by the fact that the other beers I've had this week have been fruity with none, with no finish, with no bitterness, with no sort yeah. of I'm a yeah. beer. And this just reminded yeah. me of those. But the brew by numbers still had a good finish. The other thing is, it's fucking eight point two percent, and I forgot immediately. <laughs> like I'm looking at the bottle, I'm like oh. Shit, this is a strong beer. I had no idea. Throughout, a little bit of night hoppy finish. Again, both of them, I think, could have done a little, done with a little bit more amping up the bitterness, reminding me that it's a beer. Um, But overall, the 5505 sort of was more contained, super nuanced. A lot of things were going on, like the lemon came out sort of mid taste, etc. But it was a. so, so it, it was a, a nice nuanced change of flavors, but within without being in my face, and that's what I was looking yeah. for today. So it's the fifty five oh five brew by numbers Zippa. Yeah, Lucy. Definitely if we wanted to get a hold of you, how would actually? Yeah, I'm gonna cancel that. I'm gonna say because I'm supposed to do the. Ta- this is the problem with Ben not being here. Um, <laughs> we've been tanked up, so you can reach us on tanked up underscore cast on Twitter. Uh, tanked up cast on Facebook. You can email us at tankedupcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on outoflives.net. Uh, Ben's Nova underscore 47. I'm at the Omniarch. Those are Twitter handles, but also those are pretty much our handles on the gaming systems as well, except of course Switch. Um, but contest, contact us on Twitter or email uh, if you want our Switch codes. Lucy, you mm-hmm. are at juicy loose nine slash beer assistable underscore. Yeah, so if you ever want to talk about how me and Adil should usurp Ben <laughs> and just go on two hour ramblings, 
Yeah. Contact me at beerresistible underscore. Yeah. Um, you're also <laughs> Juicy Loose Nine on Xbox and PSN. Yeah. Yes, I am. And, and Steam, possibly. <laughs> and, and of course, contact you on any of those things to find out your Swiss code. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as always, it's great if you tell a friend who's into either beer or games, or ideally both, um, but no requirement for both, uh, and send us a note about your thoughts about the beers we've had, the conversations we've had, and what you're looking forward us forward to us talking about in the future. Yes. And what games are you looking forward to this holiday season? Yeah, and, and actually other games. Yeah. Um, what do you think about loot boxes and what do you think about games we should be that we may have not mentioned that we should have on our horizons mm-hmm. for another week? We've been thanked up. Ciao. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even consider how I could say ciao because I did the wrap up. That was excellent. Yeah. Well done. All right. Stop. Oh dear. Oh Ben, where are you gone? Oh no. <laughs> He's like I left you lot in charge. Hmm. What's happened? Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Oh Ben, what's going on? Yeah. It'll just be a minus Ben podcast. We'll be like, yeah, just cut him out. Be like Ben was never here. Yeah, typical, isn't it?